We are here, not cool in high school. Um, full table tonight. We have uh, a lot of stuff we want to unpack. We're gonna talk what we're into. We got a fucking whole lot of snacks. Yeah, um, snack attack. So, so just a thing for us when we're doing this. Um, when you're eating, definitely mute your mics because we have a trigger warning where people don't like lip smackings and it prevents people from watching our show. So yes. we're gonna be we're gonna be very courteous. <laughs> um, we did it for banging beers, and I did. I literally said the same exact speech so to the one guy. <laughs> Yeah, I said the yeah, speech to one guy, and he got on the mic, but like, sorry, I'm going to do it one time, but he did it on purpose on the mic, and people who, I guess, have a trigger to that were like, fuck it, turn it off. Like, they weren't watching it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, so, we're gonna, so we're not going to do that. Yeah, so we're definitely, we want people to listen, we want people to enjoy <laughs> yeah. it, so we're going to be very cautious of that. Um, tonight, Conscious, we have, even. Conscience, <laughs> yeah. Uh, conscience? We have, we, Steve has tonight's topic with uh, Bill Watterson, uh, the creator of Calvin and Hobbes, so we're really excited for that one. That's going to be towards the end of the show. Um, so this is your first time here, and you're here for the topic. That's towards the later half of the show. Um, we're first going to dive into things we're like some news and what we're playing and what we're into. Um, but before we get into any of that, um, if, you, if this is your first time or it's not your first time, hit that like button. It help. It definitely helps us out. Um, and also hit subscribe if this is your first time or if you've watched before, but just never hit the subscribe. It takes two seconds. Make an account. It helps us. Do it. Um, do it. Ring if, the bell. Yeah, and hit, I mean the bell if you want to. Um, <laughs> if we did well, ring the bell. Long John Silver's. Yeah. Oh, my God. I always ring like a If note. I ever heard someone say in a video, I'm like, I'm, I'm unsubscribed. If we did well, ring the bell. Ignore Ben for saying that. Um, <laughs> ben worked at Long John's for years. Yeah. Um, and then also... Uh, if you're listening to this on audio only, whatever platform you're listening on, actually, so I did find a way to look at iTunes. Like, we have a bunch of pretty decent reviews on there. People are really? leaving wow. reviews on I, I just don't use Apple, so I don't yeah. I don't see the reviews. But uh, people who did, did leave reviews, you can leave more. That's awesome. Um, another thing we're trying to push heavy awesome. is uh, Facebook reviews. So if you've ever been on any of our shows or you've been a guest or you like the show or you want to give us feedback, give us a review on Facebook. Yeah. Um, definitely with the other shows, with interviews and, not, and banging beers, we're going to try to get more of the people that we've had on the show to leave a review. Just like, hey, how did the show... Were we fun? Were, were, you know, what was your experience? Because then more people are probably going to book us to do stuff. Yeah. Um, did, Ryan Vox. Did, did Ben make you laugh? 
when oh yeah did ben make you laugh did he like the old school interviews you'd be like did ben bring you beef jerky that was his, that was ben's gimmick the old, <laughs> that was old, the gimmick yeah. i love that beef jerky ben um that's old school episode that right was there. Top, top brown steak yeah. top brown steak that i brought for um, beef jerky it was fucking for amazing. like tornado, tornado tag ryan vox said like ttp is a really good podcast and they're doing great things yeah, in the local there was a couple wrestling reviews scene recently. yeah so definitely help us, help us out on facebook reviews um and and go follow us over on facebook yeah um, and invite your friends. If you uh, listen, everyone has friends who are in nerdy stuff. Hit us up. Um, it's unless, way unless cooler than cool. it was when we were in high school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's way exactly. That's the whole premise. Um, and also, what we're doing for the Facebook is, if you want to be a part of the team, um, I can't obviously can't get you in a microphone spot and get you on the show. That aspect. But some people but, don't want that. Um, but if you want to, if you want to help our page and help, you know, find articles, and you want to kind of put the articles up or kind of maybe write a little hey this is just read this article check this out and then link stuff and help the help the page grow we're looking for people to do that if you want to become an editor on the page if you want to review video games and movies without spoilers um you you can literally make it your own if you want to if you want to make them videos and upload them to just the facebook and kind of be that guy we're looking to expand our 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 show's internal network you know yeah. so if this is something you want to do and you want to be a part of us without being on the podcast you can definitely help us on the facebook aspect of things and um and i'll try to carry the best i can to carry your articles over to twitter and stuff as well um but yeah so definitely hit us up with that and if you like the show and want to support we do have links below that you can buy merch and get really cool yeah, stuff you gotta point down and have that down thing. here <laughs> yeah. yeah down here um, <laughs> there's no uh, hyperlink or whatever yeah well there's a link well there's a link all the links are in the description below um, unless you're listening to audio, those links don't work. Yeah, and <laughs> even if you find like a video game shop or even like a comic book shop that's well worth looking over, definitely hit us up on that and be yeah. like, hey, or guys, take a look. Or something yeah, record. yeah. And uh, possibly, we were just kind of talking Whoa. before the camera, we may have our first on-location thing for this show. We might go over to Alchemist Cove in Schuylkill Haven, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so we might have you our first. You got the name right. Did I? First try, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I usually fuck stuff like that. That town and all, you got it. That's kind of a hard name. Alchemist Cove. It's kind of hard. I mean, people. What's an alchemist? I'm a fucking nerd, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I've played. I've played um, World of Warcraft once or twice. Um, that's about the. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. Was savvy. there an alchemy oh, skill in that? I don't think there was. I can't wait till we get invited to Villains and Victors. <laughs> yes. Or like Midtown Comics. Villains and Victors. Or I, I think it's empty right now. Actually. Let's bring it back. Oh, I didn't know that <laughs> reference. It's, it's, it was, a, it's a it was an awesome comic book shop in the 90s in Pottsville. Yeah. They they had a, there was a wooden gambit that was outside the door that was the open sign. It was like life-size wooden yeah. gambit. It was oh, so he would open it, he'd put a gambit outside. That's how you know he was open. Yep. I wonder if he still has it. I don't know. Oh, maybe. It'd be so His awesome name was Bill. Have. I don't know what happened to him. I would love I, to have that. I, I the inside was all painted, too. Now they probably, who the fuck this shoot and painted The toys in that place were amazing. Really? I think for some reason I went to that place when I was younger. I don't know. Probably. It's very possible. It closed in like 98, 99. I'm, I'm actually maybe 2000. Um, uh, doesn't matter. Yeah. I have a I have a good bit here. Okay, good. Okay. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. Heidi comes home one day and there's a giant fucking wooden gamut in the kitchen. That'd be so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> now so open awesome. new yeah. comics inside. Give me a favor. Can you fix that? Sure. Yeah, it's bothering me. Yeah, is, it, is it on? We're showing off camera? our. We're showing. We're we're fucking. We're letting them in, Ben. They're seeing the kitchen wall. <laughs> We're fucking this whole Joe Rogan studio thing is the back of Ben. Out, the back of Ben shirt says like "fuck everyone." Or yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> I hate God. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> ben shirt did say that I would lose my mind. <laughs> what? <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> what the hey God? <laughs> Better if you don't know. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, um, you're cool. You're cool. Yeah. So another cool thing is that we definitely cool. We, we, the the t-shirts have been fucking picking up for us. Like something super small is us taking a picture of our t-shirts and posting them and tagging the company that made it has been getting us some pretty cool thing, uh, pretty cool stuff. So there's a, a page that featured Andy's shirt. Um, ex- yeah. Fans of X Men comic yeah, shirts. That's awesome. Fan page. Yeah. I forget. It's on uh, Instagram. A lot of different cool things like that are are picking up. Um, our topic for Red Sonya got us a lot of cool reviews and people enjoyed it. So we hope to keep. You know that going. Uh, next week's topic is going to be Howard Stern. I know. Yeah, I'm really excited about that oh one. I'm boy. a huge Bubba Howard Stern Bee. fan. Yeah. <laughs> Bubba booby, Bubba booby. Howard Stern penis. Howard Stern's penis. When they're golfing, that's the best thing. <laughs> All right, he's going to golf. Here he goes with the swing. Bubba boy. <laughs> <laughs> they're actually not like they get in trouble for doing that. Now. I know that's so good because yeah. it got so popular. Um, Golf is so stupid. So <laughs> this, <laughs> this one is going to be a, a news topic that may be a little old, but I, I've been sitting on it um, for when for when Steve came back. Oh, so uh, oh. guys named Steve are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, there's a few of us at the table here that are very excited for the new Animal Crossing. Yeah, and, and uh, mm-hmm. maybe about two and a half mm-hmm. years ago, the direct came mm-hmm. out. Um, but it's just been that long since we've sat down and talked about it. Mm-hmm. As Ben hums, thanks for that. <laughs> it's it's I always think Animal, Cro- Animal Crossing. I always think the first one and the music playing in the background. First one was GameCube, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, for people who maybe Sorry. did not pick up Animal Crossing's one or the DS one, what exactly? Is Animal Crossing's and and why should someone jump into this universe? Happiness and joy. <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, I think the best way to sum it up, it's it's a sim, but you live your life. Yeah, it's a and pay your mortgage. Life. But it's not like <laughs> it's not like The Sims. You know, like I, no, I don't. <laughs> I, don't I think I, it's. I think it would be more like a slice of life game where it's just like no complication. It's like no complications. Like yeah. you can do whatever you can fish, you can dig for treasure, you can talk to the people, you can customize so your own close stuff. Close to Harvest Moon, but not solely well, a not farmer. so demanding. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little more freewheeling. And they're definitely it caters to people with O C D tendencies. Like if you don't have to but if you don't have any weeds, if you pull them regularly, no. you're rewarded for that. There's nothing negative if you don't pull Actually, your weeds. But that's the worst thing in the game is if you walk away for too long, you have to pull a shit ton of weeds. It almost the game wants you to play at least a half hour every day. It definitely like it's not demanding you to do that, but it wants you <laughs> to do that. It wants you to come back, say hi to everybody once a day, <laughs> check your mail, almost you know what I mean, yeah. like you would in in real life and. Uh, that's, kills a lot of time, pretty much. <laughs> it can kill too much time. It's po- it can. It's possible. I mean, this is one of those games that you, you can go on and read stories where people have literally played their original copy for years. Yeah. Played for years. Mark and I played the original Animal Crossing on GameCube for years. Mm-hmm. Over multiple apartments, I moved. And Mark would just come over. And, and, would, and systems would grow, and GameCube became almost obsolete. obsolete. Oh, yeah. No, and, we played and, it well into that. Yeah. Didn't you just have it on like a couple months ago? Yeah. And we went back in and like de-weeded the town, yeah. and we did tons of weeds <laughs> everywhere. Weeds oh, everywhere. It was 
ever is hard. It's like a fucking we, jungle. We cleaned it up for no purpose either. Like we haven't played since. It Can is definitely overgrown. No, but you will be on the new one. The new one will have multiplayer. The new one is four player at one time on the same screen. No, oh, that's which cool. I'm excited to see how they're gonna how that's all gonna flesh. That is out. gonna be pretty interesting. And then you can play online with friends. Like they can right. join your town. Yep. I wonder if it's. I always wanted a, a situation where like, say. I know you could do this with PC with my with Minecraft. I don't know if the the console versions ever got this good where you could actually like create like a server. Yes. And be like, hey, this is me, Mark, and Steve's town. Uh, and, and if Andy buys it, fuck you, Ben. Um, <laughs> you're not in our town. Uh, <sighs> or, or like, you don't have a switch. You can't be. Yeah, you don't have a switch. Yeah, I know. So you're not in our town. Uh, <laughs> um, but we can like. Not, like I don't have to be on for us to progress our town. Like you can log in. I can oh yeah, log. for sure. I, I hope that becomes a thing soon. I think that. I mean, with knowing how Nintendo is and how past Animal Crossings have been, I'm sure that if Andy is not online, I'm not going to be able to access his town. Yeah, Do I, I, I mean? don't. That's because it's going to be a permission kind of thing. That's Moon a pipeline Andrew, for yeah. me. Um, pipeline dream. But at the same time, like. Just, uh, again, just what I know, that first one that Mark and I played together, like, we lived in the same town. We had separate houses in the same town, so I would play for a little bit. I'd do whatever, like fishing, do some bug catching, make a couple shirts. <laughs> I'd log off, pass the controller to Mark. He would get on. And we could, like, if I got 30,000 bells, that's the currency, if I had 30,000 bells and I didn't need it, I would just mail it to Mark. He logs on. He receives the money, and then he can go to my house and do whatever and continue. You know what I mean? Whatever it was. If we had a common goal, yeah. it's easy to achieve, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. And now with this new one, you don't have to Well, I wouldn't have log, to log, log off, out and right? stuff. You guys can play together, which is really, really cool, and um, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so what are some of the things besides multiplayer that we can look forward to in the new one? Uh, I think that something that's really important is that people are looking at the characters because there are – Every I want to say like the the characters don't have like extreme depth, but they do have little personalities. Yeah. Some of the personalities are reoccurring. So if you take that certain personality and put it on a especially cute face, people love the character. So there was a lot of talk about what characters are new, what characters will be reoccurring, who's coming back, who's not, who possibly died. I heard about dun, that. Dun, dun. <laughs> I heard it's a toss up between two. Uh, it could be a few. There's a they're speculating. So in the Nintendo Direct, there's a really short scene where I got uh, the villager. That's your character. The villager's walking over a hill towards the camera, and underneath a tree is a tombstone, which is kind of dark for Animal Crossing. And so p uh, people, of course, start talking immediately. The old mayor. But has, there is a a ghost character in the game. There was a ghost in the first one for GameCube, yes. So, I'm uh, saying the first one, but there was actually a 64 one in Japan, but we never got and it. And there's a DS one as well. That came after the GameCube yeah. one, yeah. Um, so and there's some, a Wii one. Some people are thinking maybe the tombstone is not a dead character, but it may be the tombstone of the ghost. The ghost. Yeah. The ghost's only purpose in the GameCube one was he would pull all your weeds for you. He would randomly show up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Real time is a thing in Animal Crossing. Mm -hmm. So when you're playing at 6 o'clock at home, it's 6 o'clock in Animal Crossing, and mm. if you need it to be eight o'clock for something to happen, you have to go back at eight o'clock. Oh, real yeah. real time is a thing. Cool, and the seasons and weather for the I, most I part. I think what they said too in this one is going to be kind of like the other games where if you're at nighttime and you're doing nighttime exploration, it can make your game harder. Hmm. Like there may be stuff out in the woods or in the darkness that can affect you. Hmm. 
Yeah. That'd be interesting to see. Yeah. That's interesting is right. What about Mr. Rossetti? What about him? <laughs> He's a great guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> my kid my kids hate him. <laughs> I remember they're allowed like, to save their game. Yeah, I remember like when you reset at the game, basically he would be like get, like having a shit fit. Why did you reset the game, you son of a bitch? It, without without the words, yeah. He yeah. well, if you don't save, you just turn off your game, this mole comes out of the ground and scolds you. <laughs> and it's like twenty minutes. It's, it's so annoying, it's kinda genius. They want you to save the game. They don't want you to cheat. Why don't they have an auto save? Because it's your responsibility to make sure that you're saving. It's I hope the new one has auto save. <laughs> so this dude, and it's the mole's gravestone. <laughs> auto save kill, killed Mister Mole. He would legitimately yell at you for like 20 minutes. So it's so annoying. Like you're just like you're not even paying attention. You're like just hitting A to like get through it. And he's like, I asked you a question. Like and you're like, well, I, well I'm sorry. You know, you legitimately weren't listening, and then yeah. you have to go back through it. It's so. Annoying. My, kid, my kids hate him. I save my game. I don't have to see him. So yeah, yeah. I'm pretty pumped for that. Um, yeah, so so not not of, that part of it, but yeah. Tons <laughs> of customization. Uh, online multiplayer is going to have a phone app where you can do instant interactive between your game and the phone. Hmm. Um, and then yeah, so it's that comes out mid next month. Or mid, is it this month? No, next month. I want to say it's two weeks. Two weeks on a Friday. Soon. What's it called? Just Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing New Horizons. New, New, New Horizons. And you were on a New island Horizons. this yes. time. Yeah. You start in a tent. Now, we actually didn't do it for this episode, but we will do it for the next one. We want to start doing the first episode of the month. This March give- 20th. March 20th. Okay. 20th. So we want to do, we'll do it for next episode, but we want to do a full breakdown of what's new, what's coming out, what's going to be in theaters, Netflix, mm-hmm. coming to Netflix, coming to streaming service. So we're going to, maybe not this next week, but the week after when it's a full table of us again, maybe we'll all split it up. Like I'll take, Ben takes movies, you take streaming devices, uh, you take comic books, you take video games, and we'll just like, what's new this month? month to look out for so we'll be two weeks behind on it but we will make that our monthly thing now sweet so you guys can be no like no if you if you're someone who listens to every week you'd be like oh i wonder what's coming out next week and we'll definitely have you covered with that yeah, yeah. They, they call it a social sim- simulation game yes that's accurate i've never played any of them um yeah i actually never, never did either just I, get this one you'll enjoy it yeah i've never this, played them either it was a game that my mom played and she didn't want me to fuck up her game so right. i had to we watch her play yeah. <laughs> which one did she play the one for the GameCube. The GameCube one. I believe my mom, so, yeah. My mom, my own memory card. And I didn't own a GameCube. Like, my mom bought a GameCube for her and my brother, and I never physically owned a GameCube. That mm. was a system that passed me. So once I had, like, an Xbox 360 or an Xbox... Do you have one now? I do now, yeah. yeah. I went and bought one. But that was a game. That was a system that I would go to a friend's house and play. Yeah. Like, I didn't have my own GameCube. Um, so it, was, it wasn't a system that I dove into and had a lot of experience with. I don't want to shine light on your mom, but you could have had a house in the village. It wouldn't have hurt nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> um, so uh, over the week, we had a uh, creator of a famous code pass away. That's yeah, terrible. Konami code, yeah. yeah. Ben actually had one of Ben's gifts for the, for the show when we first started. It was, I know I got one, you got one. And then I don't know who else has one. There was, I think, there was four or five. Did of them. Sarah get one? Sarah did not get one. Oh yeah, you didn't. You got one for everyone but Sarah because there was only like four people. And Nikolai, Nikolai got. Yeah, one. yeah. So Ben got a gift for everybody because um, he likes glassware, but it's a it's a it's a beer stem glass. We still. I think. Taco, we, I think. Yeah. I think all, Andy's Konami yeah. code. Yeah, Andy's, Andy's and Ben's are still here. Mm-hmm. Like it's like it's a gift. Ben Bob, we use them for the show, so we may have we may bust them out one week. But it's a, a, a Teco glass, and it has the Konami code on it. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, what was the significance of the Konami Code, Ben? Jimmy it, Jacobs' it, finishing it, move. It was for Contra, gave you nine lives and so many continues. Nope. What? 30 lives. 30, 30 lives. lives. I thought it was nine. Nope. Or, all right. Way to go, Ben. Tell him, yeah, Andy. It's 30. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and how did people find out about this code? Yeah, how, that's a good idea. I don't really know. I'll pass it up to Andy. It, I, don't, I don't know either, but it does work for the Ninja Turtle Game Boy game. Really? <laughs> yeah. So it, it's, it's any the, game made by Konami. I think there was like a nerve. Like there, there was other systems that would use it as like a. It became like a reference. Yeah. Game. Like people, people would do it to pay homage because it was like one of the first, one of the first cheat codes in I'm a game. I'm sure right? like a, a magazine had to release it because you would never figure that out ever. Yeah. <laughs> you, maybe the, maybe that would be a that would be a cool topic, the the history of the Konami code, and who all short one yeah yeah who all referenced it and stuff. R one R two L one R two left down right up left down right up. What's that? It was one of the ammo codes for Grand Theft Auto. Oh, really? oh my god, I don't remember oh, any of those. Every I remember every wow. single person who had a Grand Theft Auto. Like if you went back and opened up their game, is a piece of paper. Yeah, with the codes. Yeah, Abacab was uh, the Genesis uh, Mortal Kombat blood code. A B B A C. Yes, it was. And then Dullard was the Super Nintendo one. Down up, left, left, there, right, down. Nice. My dad would be in the other room screaming, "Tony!" And I'd be like, "What did I do? Get here quick!" And I'd run in. And he goes, "The cops draw me. Put the cop code in." I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like "It's written down." <laughs> <laughs> My dad did not play many video games, but he uh, he loved the, he like really? he loves the I call them this Grand Theft Auto style games like Open the God, world, like yeah. the Godfather one and two for the GameCube, mm -hmm. the Scarface game, Grand Theft Auto. The only one he's never played, and I'm really trying to get him to get into it, like buy a system for it, and just because he has an apartment up in New York and doesn't really do anything else but stay at his apartment. Um, I want him to get the new uh, the new. Um, Red Dead Redemption. Sure. Because I think you'd have a blast with it. But he's like, I don't want to fucking ride horseback. I'm like, you think that until you start playing. Yeah, for real. Yeah. And then, obviously, yes, when the would. new Grand Theft Auto comes out, I said, you already have the new system. I said, you can get a used Xbox One now for nothing. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, 100 bucks. Um, I, I don't remember what it was all in the deal, but um, if you really want to follow a cool another cool YouTube page, it's RGT85. He's a really cool dude, and he focuses... He does do other game, video game news, but he's very much into just Switch only. So, like, he had a really cool video that we posted to the page of uh, deals that were going on in game on, on the on mm -hmm. the uh, GameCube. Um, Switch. Switch. Yacht Club published Cyber Shadow is coming this fall and will support Shovel Knight Amiibo. Oh, that was you. Amiibo? That was me again. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I don't know. Ben. So shocked. We'll, we'll, we'll move on from that. Ben doesn't know his own story. Um, <laughs> this weekend. Oh, it was, it was actually a really cool game uh, that's kind of like Ninja Gaiden style, but with um, like uh, Nintendo graphics. Okay. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds um, cool. If you ever played like a yacht game, like the um, Shovel Knight series, it's very similar to that, but just with ninjas. It's Shovel Knight's hard. Very yeah. well. It's well polished for how it looks. I too. I never it, played Shovel Knight. I really, really want to. I want to get it. It's kind of like Mega Man, right? I yeah, mean, well, when you have your shovel, you get different shovels. It's it's like it's, a, it is hard. Though. It kind of combines Mario World Three. It kind of combines yeah. a little bit of like it has like a little bit of a Castlevania feel to it. Then too, like with some platforming and like uh, Ducktales with like Scrooge McDuck, you can use your shovel to like bounce up yeah. on certain platforms. That's Mark's business right there. Yeah, so first game. I it's a very fun game. No. It's a very cool original Ducktales. game yeah. to definitely get into. I think I have a, a Wii U version of it. Then too, the physical I pl was playing nice. was pretty wild. Did, did you buy the remastered version of Ducktales? No. 
I did. I have that. And I, ha- I, have I didn't that play on, it, actually. I have it on PC. It's yeah. good. You can, you I beat it bundle. in an hour, but it was you good. You can get a bundle right now for the Switch where it's DuckTales. Chippendale um, 1 and 2 and, and Tailspin. Tailspin, yeah. Nice. Well, it's well worth it. It's like fourteen ninety nine. That's awesome. Yeah. Chippendale's a fun game. I was None of those games are bad, actually. Yeah. I never played Tailspin. And then they come out with a Disney one where it's Aladdin, Lion King. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It might just be those two. I think there's one more. Aladdin was so good. I think there's... No, it's only two. Lion King and okay. Aladdin. Yeah. Um, this, those two. This weekend, if you guys are looking for something to do, um, we'll actually be for banging beers on location at Mc, uh, McNiff's in Monty City. We're going to be doing a full Irish beer review starting at 3 o'clock. Um, so if you guys want to come hang out, try some Irish beers, get some really good food, and hang out in a bar with the podcast, we will be there recording. Um, you can come hang out with us. And then we'll be leaving there probably around five thirty, six o'clock, because immediately after that, um, we'll, uh, me and Heidi, I'm not sure if anyone else is coming with us, but we're going to see Clue on stage at the Majestic Theater in Pottsville. How exciting. Um Got an opportunity to actually set up the podcast on the stage, which is really fun. Um, everyone there is super cool, and I think it's definitely something that a lot of people in the area don't know about, the Majestic Theater. Isn't that place beautiful? It's fantastic. Yeah, the pictures inside look really yeah, nice. It's beautiful. They're, they're, it's a shame it's downtown Pottsville. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's always been there. It's been there longer than downtown Pottsville has been downtown Pottsville, and, and unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. The last time I was in there, it was the farmer's market. When I was oh, a child. Wow. So, mm-hmm. That's I, I remember. Well, the, original, the, the original theater used to be across the street. Oh, I thought that was the original I thought theater. that was original. No. Oh. That was the meat market, actually, is where the theater is now. Okay, yeah. Oh. So across the street, I believe where either Heaven and Earth or the bakery is, Maybe was both, the theater. Yeah. Huh. And then they moved the theater across the street to well, where it is now. Do you know where that, uh, that parking garage is? That was the theater, too. I know that. that well, then, yeah, then maybe that was, a, that was a theater, and then they tore it yeah, down. Yeah, that, that, I think that was, yeah. Yeah, so I think I don't know if that was there was the majestic, the Hollywood, and the Hippodrome apparently, which was on the back street. Oh wow! Yeah, um, but so if you want to go see, if you're a fan of the movie Clue and you want to see it on stage and you want to support local arts, uh, go check out Majestic Theater this weekend. Does it, so does it have a price? Yeah, uh, fifteen dollar tickets. Hmm. Um, Friday, March six, from seven to nine. Saturday, March seven, seven to nine, and Sunday, two to four. So there are three days, show, three shows you can go check out. Um, the cast is really pumped about it. They think it's one of their funniest productions they put on in a long time, and it's definitely something to support. Support um, your local arts, man. Support your local arts, and I, I, I'm, I'm so sick of hearing people saying there's never things to do in our area. There's Bullshit. Shit, there's a shit ton of things to do in our area. Absolutely. You just got to go what support drunks them. Say. Yeah, they want to get laid. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, the show ends. True. The end. Yeah. The show. The show is literally done by nine o'clock. So if you're really hard Two up hours. for beers, yeah, you can fucking go right across the street to the Crimson House and get a beer after the show. Or go have a couple beers before the show and have a real good time. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Or buy beer and put it in your house and then go home and get drunk. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. So go check out Clue this weekend. Um, we did do a full interview with them, so you can listen to the audio with that, or you can go watch the video. Um, so definitely check that out. Um, I always liked that movie back in the day. Yeah. Clue movie. That's a fucking fantastic movie. With what's his name? What's that guy's name? Tim, Tim Curry. Curry. Tim Curry, yeah. Genius. Yeah. yeah um, he suffered a stroke and stuff, too. Yeah. Unfortunately. That would be another cool topic. We Tim should Curry. do a Tim Curry episode. I was just 100%. thinking that. Um, no, our, he meant strokes. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, okay, we can go that route. Um, our boys at Murder Madude are back. Um, they have they just released their new episode about JFK. So go over to Murder My Dude podcast on Facebook, Instagram, everywhere you can find that. Just type in Murder My Dude, or go to ProjectHumanoid.com and check out their new podcast. Have you listened to that episode? I, I have not, but I, do they do a Jesse Ventura impersonation about? Saying it's an inside job. No, they did not do a Jesse Ventura impersonation, but they did talk of every aspect to it, like 
every theory. Yeah. Yeah, they, they break down every side of it. It's pretty cool. I liked it. I think they do a good job. Um, on the 27th, uh, Pokemon turned 24 years old. Wow. How about yeah. that? I posted that as well. Yeah. I, I was going to... Re- you know, send it to you. But last time I did that, you fucking, you didn't even swing your bat. You just watched the ball go right over the plate. And you're just like, oh, that was a pitch. Yeah, the game, <laughs> Shovel Knight, <laughs> um, and also Pokemon Not news. Uh, Sword and Shield's new mythical Pokemon, uh, Zadaru. It's a giant monkey. Has been released. People are pronouncing it. I want to put it released. Like, how like do you Garud. get it? It looks like Zaruda. Zaruda. It's Z A R U D E. Zarud. That's how I look at it. Zarud. Yeah. They're doing it like... I have to see one. And people are putting in references in the comments like Darud for Sandstorm. It's like, I hope it learns Sandstorm. That's yeah. a that's a It's going to be I think when they do with the new DLC, he will be the mythical Pokemon you <laughs> get, get in the DLC. Oh, I thought it was available now, though. Is that what it says? No. Sword, I don't know. I, I, Sword and Shield's new mythical Pokemon. Really oh, okay. Maybe, yeah, maybe he's in the game somewhere. I don't know. I haven't really and turned mine every, on. Everyone's getting a free update, so... Someone can play the new game and then trade you a new Pokemon. You can get it. Yeah. Without getting the DLC. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, that's kind of cool. And um, Mewtwo yeah. is now spawning in uh, Max Raids, and it's oh, wow. not easy. So you have a chance to catch Mewtwo in the game. Um, so the raids are <sighs> definitely kicking up. <laughs> You're like, what are you- I love Mewtwo. Yeah. I just have not played that game, really. Like, I, I feel like I don't have any time. Yeah. And speaking no, of which, was- Pokemon, the first movie, came out on Netflix. Yeah. The remake. Yeah. Now here's oh, my really? question: oh, did, yeah. Anyone, yeah. did anyone watch it yet? I, I, I didn't watch the trailer. I didn't know it was out. Is it? Is it the exact same voice actors just redubbed? Like, is it the same audio from the first movie, or did they go through and redo all the new audio That's with with the anime? I think everything's redone. But it's a shot-for-shot shot remake of the original. That I don't know. Uh, I think they try to make it like like at that aspect but certain things are changed or altered hmm. but it's still this legit story like essentially the same thing they don't add yeah. anything from to what the story I or, from what I hear yeah. I really want to watch that I'd be interested to see if they re, if they revoice everything or if it's still the same you think they would save money just take the voices over I'm sure they have a master of quality when they do this yeah It'd be interesting I have not seen it yet um Xbox Series X just came out with a thing where it will quick, quick resume a game even after a full restore of the system that's awesome yeah that's fucking nuts. About time. That's fucking nuts. I'd like to go through the comments and see if anyone said anything negative about that. Oh, 100% like, what, there. What would you say negative about that? I, I don't like that. That's, I, that's so useless. I want my game to lose its save. <laughs> Here's every PlayStation fan. <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> fucking stupid. Like, and then they're like, PlayStation announces you can reboot a Yo, game. It's a and genius. they're like, fucking amazing. <laughs> we did it. They're like, uh... <laughs> Sony PlayStation fans remind me of iPhone fans, where iPhone's like, we have fucking this feature, and I, Androids are like, bro, we've had that like eight phones ago. <laughs> like, yeah! They're, they're like, and like, you shit on our phones and say your phones are superior, but we've been doing this shit for years. Then people that buy the new phone, it's like, it's not that much different than the last one. No. Like, why do you they don't change really that much? Yeah. I was just looking, listen, I, I'm not, here's, here's a shocker. I have everyone. a seven, that's where I, I'm at. I buy Walmart phones for like $100. I was shopping for phones the other day, and I was aghast. <laughs> I don't even know like what I was looking at. Like they were like Samsung S twenty or what. I don't oh, even that's know. A new daddy. That's, I don't even know. Yeah, they're like twelve hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah, this is a pretty expensive phone. 
who now that's who, through the plant. Now do that's you, through the plan. Do I do that a, now. I do a lease. I lease it pretty much. Like oh my god. I pay. It, what if it, you broke it? That you have a replacement. Uh, like you get a replacement, but uh, like you pay insurance on it. But yeah, I I literally just it expensive. adds to my bill. Like it just adds thirty bucks yeah. to my bill, and in two years it's paid off. I can't fucking. I suppose that's one way to do it. Try and buy it outright. Oh my god, that's crazy. Um, I I didn't know phones were that expensive. My jaw dropped. Apparently, yeah. Yeah, it's fucking out of control. Mm -hmm. Fucking nutty. Um, Another cool thing that happened over the weekend is um, what we're going to start doing is when people buy merch from us, um, definitely take a picture of you with your brand new merch and send us a picture to it. We want to put it on the page. We want to support, like, show that you guys are supporting us. Um, So yeah, we had we had uh, Jen who bought us who bought the brand new Banging Bears Hub shirt. Um, she said, I bought a Bang & Burr's hoodie, and I said, did you buy the Beer Hub? She goes, sure did. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> we know you're cool. <laughs> <laughs> if you're buying a Pornhub spinoff, we know, we know yeah. you're you're It's a nice fun. sweatshirt. Yeah, dude, the gray looks so good. I want to reiterate for anyone who hasn't watched that episode where I seethe over my beautiful uh, <laughs> Not Cool in High School hoodie, I like, it's so comfortable. Their it's hoodies such a nice are really hoodie. nice, yeah. Such a nice hoodie. And they're $25 a hoodie now. It's amazing. Yeah, so, sorry. How do you do it? <laughs> I, I don't. I, I, I don't make anything on it. I'm just trying to, I just want people to have it. Um, it's a beautiful hoodie. And then when... Uh, when I had Noah sit in on an interview with uh, Handguns, Noah's a really big fan of the show as well, and he supports local music. He's a younger kid. He wants to help out with the show, but I have a really strict 18 and over policy. Um, but he, uh, he's like, I was like, you know what? I want to hook this kid up with something. Like he's he's going through some stuff, getting picked on in school, you know, and just having a real tough time. But uh, I gave him my only shirt I have left of things that were not oh, cool in high oh, school. Oh snap! And there's not many people on the planet who own that shirt. And it and it's if you have it, you have it. If you don't have it, it doesn't exist anymore. That's awesome. Because we changed the name of the show. It used to be things that were not cool in high school, and then we changed it to Did not he, cool in high was school. Was he the one that made that new logo? Who made yeah, that? Yeah, he made a little fan logo. Yep, that yeah. was him. Yeah, I don't know if we'll use it for a shirt, but I kind of cool. put it on the page. Yeah. It's a little yeah, spiral. Be, yeah. Little spiral I like yeah, The thing is, I looked at it. I was like, not in cool podcast. And I was like, yeah, oh, not oh, cool okay. in high school. Yeah. <laughs> It reminds me of something from like uh, Zombies Ate My Neighbor with the the startup screen. With yeah, the, yeah. How it's yeah. Like, uh, that's how it reminds me of. I'm like, I hear um, the music. And, and while yeah. we're while we're plugging merch and getting that out of the way, yeah. Andy, you got some new stuff. Yeah. Um, the that's new sweet. the new blue and gold shirt, which yeah. is we you have one now where it's like a cartoon, like a more of a cartoony version of the shirt. Yeah, this one book. this one's done by Alex Sanchez, who is currently doing the Pandemica comic at IDW. So we met him at Con a couple years ago. I think 2014. Or so something. the blue, blue and gold shirt is a legit IMD or I, I, I well the artist the, yeah, I, the art, IDW. IDW. I, I don't know what it stands for. I think yeah. something DreamWorks or something. But yeah, yeah he's. I'll, I'll have to bring the comic and show you. So and I'm actually sending out a shirt to Alex tomorrow because he did that for free. Did he? Yeah. So, what a fucking because we, nice we always awesome. talk to him and stuff at the con and everything. We got so the shirt. Uh, commissions from the shirt. If you're, yeah, and faded blue. I still want one. The Yellow. Blue. I bought the blue and heather black. Yeah, which oh, is kind of like a gray. They all look great with that with his art style. The blue kind of has that like it looks like it's an old worn in yeah, shirt. That's the one look. I kept. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Um, but there's a lot of cool things on the shirt that if you're not paying attention, it can slip by you. So yeah, that was all Alex too. Yeah. So there's it's actually Andy and his partner, and they're they're they have powers their fists are lighting up or they're ready to fight and there's th- four guys facing them like it's like a they're gonna take on all comers and it's Shawn Michaels it is CM Punk mm-hmm. it is Stone Cold Steve Austin and Okada uh, Okada yeah, Okada yeah, yeah. So and it, it's all the back uh, of their Alex heads. Alex really likes New Japan, so that's why it's like, can I put yeah. Okada there? It's like you sure can. The, shirt. <laughs> the shirts are absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, they look really good. 
Um, I was going to put the logo on the back, but it cost like $70 more to put the logo on the back. So I was like, I think, think we'll let that one go this time. Um, maybe maybe in the future. Yeah. And the new Mulan movie's coming out. So you know what that means. McDonald's, McDonald's is bringing back the sauce, baby. <laughs> um, and their teaser was a hand going through a Rick and Morty portal, dipping the sauce. So. I've never had that sauce. Neither have I. Me, me it's me actually either. pretty decent. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Says one, like, I like says one. Chinese food, so I'd probably it's a like good, it. It's a good novelty sauce if you never had it before. Yeah. But after that, don't. Would, would you would you freak out like them Rick and Morty guys were? Over? That was so weird that that was a thing. That like, blew my mind. People Be- like, I want more than fucking two it's like, of that. Just yeah. go to a grocery store and buy an air one. You know, what the, you, know what the, you know what the saddest thing about that was? Somebody actually got a car for a packet of. Yeah, yeah. Someone traded a car. Yeah, it wasn't. Like, it wasn't a nice like, car, but it was a car. <laughs> or like five grand. Like some people were like spending like buku bucks on this fucking session that was nuts that, that was insane sometimes rick and morty fans are stupid yeah let's just be honest <laughs> they, they were almost icp level yeah there here's the juggalo here's yeah. i love rick and whoop, morty whoop. i'm a yeah. big rick and morty fan but it's funny that when you watch rick and morty piece of shit yeah i always say to people like well, who do you think you are on that show and if you think that you're Rick or Morty, Jerry. you're 100% Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of the jokes oh. in that I think a lot of the jokes in that show like Mr. Poopy Butthole yeah. and all that are the are, are the reason you like the show and then the deep dark shit it goes over your fucking head. That's 90% of the fan base. Like yeah. It's such a it's such, it's a fucking sad depressing show. I've never really watched it's it. It's fucking it's good. It's sad. I love it because I'm also fucking self-loathing and I, I thought that it, <laughs> I, I tried once and I kind of for some reason I had it in my head that it was going to be like pretty highbrow and I thought it was going to Oh no. I, not, I don't want to say highbrow. <laughs> That's not the right word. But you know how like Futurama especially later on kind of rode like a higher intelligence with the humor. Yeah. There was dumb stuff. But there was stuff in there that like, I think it, I think it has, easily could have missed. I think it has a, it totes the line. Yeah, I'd say it's a raunchy Doctor Who. Yeah, <laughs> like they're literally like without spoiling anything. When you watch Rick and Morty, you're not actually watching Rick and Morty. You're watching Rick and Morty in a different universe, living in a completely different life because their life got fucked and they had to go live in a different altered universe of their life. So like the characters of Jerry. Or not even the legit Jerry from the beginning. It's still Jerry, but yet if you deep think deep, think deeper into it, they're they go in, kill themselves in a different universe, and bury them in the yard, live in that universe. Like it's fucking weird. <laughs> like it's such a cool <laughs> show. Um, yeah, and then uh, in some sad news, um, James Lipton, the creator of it, uh, and host of Inside the Actor Studio, has so passed away. Ignorantly, I immediately thought of Lipton Tea. Yeah, and then I had as Google him. And all I could think of was simply scrumptrulescent. Yes. <laughs> Will Ferrell, that's, you, that's you, all I could th- I mean, it's a shame, but that's all I could think of. What? What? Is your favorite curse yeah. word? Yeah. My God, he falls back. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Man, James he a, Lipton. He was a fantastic interview. I, I've never actually seen the real James yeah. Lipton. I've seen Will Ferrell. Oh, he's um, pretty wild. Best yeah. question, hands down. When you get to heaven, what's it like? Yeah. Well, I guess he's going to tell us. It's like looking back at the face of God and have him say, you are my finest creation. 
<laughs> um, yeah, he. So what that show? If you don't, if you've been under, obviously, Andy doesn't know. But uh, what, what he would do is he would bring in like a, a very. What's been off for a while though? Per, right? per, predominant actor, and then he would have his act, film students and acting students all sit in the crowd and literally just like listen to this person's upcoming story, and, okay. and like it was ve- it was a very inside candid interview with a lot mm-hmm. of celebrities, but it didn't have that talk show feel where they had to go in there and plug something. Yeah, it was like no man, like. One of my favorite ones I listened to was Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg had a great interview on there. And he was just like, yo, man, like I should have went to jail. Like I was supposed to go to jail for the whole, my whole life. Like I almost killed somebody. I was a fucking piece of shit. Like, and my brother got me out of it. And now I'm one of the fucking most wealthy guys in Hollywood. Like, and, and people were like, well, how did you approach this role? And he's like, I approached this role because... I didn't have another choice. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like it was it was either going to be a gang. Real. Yeah, it was, I was going to be either a gangbanger in fucking Boston or and a rap artist. Yeah, but even his rapping, he his rapping at that point turned into he was trying to be a positive rapper. Oh, okay, like if you listen to the lyrics of Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, yeah. he's like he's very positive. Like his lyrics aren't like hoes and bitches. Yeah. Like I mean, there is some sexual. I only know it's, it's hit. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, but um. What was Marky Mark? Why can't I think of it? Mom said knock you out. No, no, no. Oh, no that's no, no. Like cool James. Vibra- good good vibration. vibration. Oh, yeah. Good vibration. Yeah. What if he was in Death Jam Vendetta? And some of the most disputed <laughs> lyrics ever right after that. What's that? Sweet sensation? That's what I... I, I don't think it is. I, I don't know. I have no idea. So what, what do you think it is? I've heard like six different things, and I don't remember all of them. Is wow. this like the excuse me while I kiss this guy yeah. thing? Yes. Is it? Excuse me while I kiss this There used guy. to be a book at uh, Walden Books that was like most uh, misread or misheard yeah. uh, song Speaking lyrics. Speaking of Jimi Hendrix and kissing guys, I'm wearing my chubby daddy shirt. That has nothing to do with Jimi Hendrix. Well, he comes out to Jimi Hendrix. Black Sabbath. Well, he, well, he comes oh, out. does he? Yeah, oh, he comes okay. out to Jimi Hendrix. And, I did not know that. And he kissed the referee in the oh. last show. Oh, okay. Right <laughs> I on, didn't know that either. Right on the mouth. It was oh. hilarious. Oh, my. He's fucking so Manfred funny. Mann and his earth band. Uh, Blinded by light, wrapped up like a douche. Yeah, I always thought that was uh, <laughs> revved up, revved up like a revved up douche. like a douche. Yeah, that's what it's. It sounds like douche though. It, I always yeah. thought that was uh, what's his name? You know that guy. You could literally that guy. Yeah, that, that, that guy. guy. <laughs> yeah, play the piano. We're coming up with more topic ideas. Not Rod so Stewart. The other guy. Well, and John. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't want to sidebar too far off, but here's a fun one. That Ben's right. It's Manfred Mann. Mm-hmm. Manfred Mann's first single, anybody. So they did Blinded by the Light, right? No way. No. I'll give you a second. I'll get it wrong. This is actually good because I didn't know this. This is actually. Blow your mind. Blow your fucking ear holes. All right, Ben, you're out. No way. I I couldn't get it. No, we're going to have awkward silence. Do what, Diddy? Diddy Dumb Diddy Do was their really? first hit. Wow. That's a great, that's a great song. So think about that. And at first, when I was like, wow, think about that. Like, what a time span. And then I really, really thought about it. And I don't think it was that big of a time span. I think music yeah. just changed a lot in a short wow. amount of time. Yeah, about that? it took a complete turn. Yeah, it changed completely. Um, speaking Fun of fact, speaking of music and you, what, what, when, when, what's going on with your project? I started to send out my invitations for uh, my first interviews. Nice. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. The um, my approach immediately. I mean, if it doesn't go the way that I wanted to, I'm just going to interview. Some of my peers that I'm at least acquainted with. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to shoot for strangers right away. But smart. Uh, yeah. Right out the gate, though, I have a lot of musicians that I came up with, and because it's a show of kind of how you came up, I want to interview those people first. Who? All right. So I'm a I'm a firm believer. If you put something in the universe, it happens. 
who are some people that you want on the show, but maybe you're a little gun shy to send out that invitation to? I mean, like, who would be your like local holy grail that you would want on the show? I don't think I have a holy grail, really. No. Or like, or, or like a hand. I'd have to really have think a silver about spoon. It. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. I have uh, when I I came up with a couple of musicians locally who had some kind of fame in one way or another. Uh, they definitely got a little bit further than I did, which was okay. The furthest I got was Gorilla Pack. So nice. I uh, I reached out to them first. I, I may have an interview coming up that you can piggyback off of with one of the famous brothers that has a his, that has a a little museum over here in Frankfurt. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, that would be pretty wild. Yeah, so maybe we can work something out. That'd be sweet. But yeah, I'll have to let you know. Like, uh, I want to I want to wait till um those people get back to me, and then I'll let you know. You should uh, get it. You should get him, Eddie. Eddie Collins. Are you having a heart attack over there? <laughs> I'm going to do Junior first. If you didn't get the reference. I want to go to, yeah. No, yeah. no, no. Junior. Eddie. I'm going to go to Ed when I get a little more. Well, Ed, the dad is the Junior. Well, I mean little Eddie. Ed, Eddie's the third. Eddie the third. He's the third. He's EC3. He's EC3. He's EC3. But yeah, I have a, I have a small list at the moment. Uh, so I, I'm just going to see what kind of happens there. If uh, they get back to me, great. I'm going to bang them out. If they don't get back to me, I'm just going to move on to those other people <laughs> with uh, that are that I'm acquainted with. You know what I mean? I'm going to kind of branch out from there. Well, listen, if you've been on our show before or you've done interviews with me and you want to come on and do an interview with, and tell your, your, your band story again, Steve, uh, there's going to be a new channel coming to um, Interviews with Everyday People Network, our IWBP Network, and uh, it's going to be Steve's new show. So definitely get excited for that. Well, possibly two shows, right? It's good, yeah. Well, it's one show, but it would have two different formats. Cool. There would be the interview on how you came up through and who you played with and what mm -hmm. you did and, and how, then, how you got to and there. And music reviews and reviews would be the second part. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm pumped for it. Yep. No, you figure out. Are you sticking with the Steve Miller band? The Steve, Steve Miller, Miller podcast? podcast? I'm pretty sure. I love it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I love it. You should get someone like to do a spoof of the Steve Miller band, like instead of the, horse, the hits. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's instead, instead, the picture. instead of the horse, it's your face. <laughs> On a unicorn, yeah. <laughs> no, there's like a side profile of you, but all blue, and then like your beard that'd like be, flowing. That'd be beautiful. That'd yeah. be fucking Rain gorgeous. Beautiful rainbow hair that I don't have. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I almost I want I almost named it the Dreaming and Dog Ears podcast, but it's the name of a song, and I didn't want it to get muddied in the Google machine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. So nothing wrong with that, man. Yeah. I'm pumped. Yeah. I'm excited to have excited add to. a new content to the cha channel, and I don't have to run it. So I'm yeah, fucking yeah. pumped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. Hopefully, we might have another one coming soon too. If if you make like a monthly show, yeah. I don't know. He's, I like, he wants I no parts. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like doing the two, and that's it. Yeah. Um, with that being said, we may have someone who kind of calls in to this show. Or maybe calls into Tornado Tag as a more re recent guest. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Matt is kind of expressing interest in doing. Well, yeah, that was wrestling name, yeah, Matt yeah, Turner. Yeah. But um, yeah, so we might have him call in and talk a little bit, like because he has a, used to a really good comics. Mm -hmm. And I, if maybe if you're not doing the show, maybe once a month you guys can do like he calls in and we do like a whole comic oh, talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be like a thing we do once a month. I know he's calling in this week, and he wants to be on the phones when we talk about um, revolution oh, okay yeah yeah 
So yeah, so maybe we, we maybe we won't get back calling it the power <laughs> ring, but we'll bring somehow calling the power Stay ring the to same, us. Yeah. yeah. Because I like that show. It was good. How about interviews with everyday celebrities? Yeah. Yeah, that's still on the back burner. <laughs> no, it's no, interviews it, with celebrity people. Um, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, it's, you're gonna have to name little, interviews I'm with sorry. celebrity people. Yeah. Get it right. We're, we're really, we're if you're really, going to bust on it, <laughs> fucking come out with the right name. We, we are really taking our time trying to iron out that show so it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe 2025. Yeah. And then it's, when it gets to 2025, maybe it's 2028. It's like Avatar. <laughs> you don't run a rush in. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm working up the liver forever. spots for Morgan Freeman. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't do that. No, no. It'll be a one and done show. <laughs> um, and then oh. the last thing here, we won't dive too much into it unless Ben really goes on for tangent. Um, Japanese superhero Ultraman will make his made of Marvel comics. That's going to be pretty That's cool. That's pretty cool. Written by Kyle Higgins. I read the article. I forget who does the art. And he uh, was interviewed and said, like, it's always been one of his favorite things. He thinks there's a lot to mine there in that world. I don't know much about Ultraman. He yeah. fights the big kaiju monsters. So, right. I don't know. It might be good. I mean, if you want, it's kind of fun. a very simple premise when you think about it. Like, the terrors, which are the, the actual kaiju, and they um, cover the whole, like, the whole city. And Ultraman's, like, the only ray of hope that actually defeats these monsters yeah. and terrors. And so. he grows real big and fights yeah. monsters. Yeah. Kind of like the whole with karate. Has, has he, ever, Those? he fought Godzilla, right? I'm sure there was some crossover they have at some like, point. Like a knockoff of like it, Jet Jaguar. There was like Ultra 7, then two. There's a lot of knockoffs and yeah. Uh, yeah. side things. And then there's this one called Red Man where basically it's just a guy that just murders Kaiju and it's the same like three or four that get the shit kicked out of them. I don't even love those shows as much as I love Kaiju, to be totally honest with yeah. you. Like when I, I don't know what it is. Like I didn't like Power Rangers, but the monsters were awesome. Yeah, they were cool, yeah. Awesome. And mm -hmm. has anyone ever watched... Uh, the Aquabats show? No. No, uh, no. I heard of the Aquabats show. The, I know they had, the like, Yo Gabba Gabba. Show. No, no. Not, well, I know I, I watched Yo Gabba Gabba. It was the same guy that actually yes. created that. Yeah, it was, uh, it was the lead cool. singer. It was all right. But the Aquabats Super Show was a story about the Aquabats, just <laughs> as if they were, like, real superheroes. Oh, wow. And they have to fight Kaiju. And so, like, but some of the ones that they had were ridiculous. And it was definitely a homage to some of that older stuff like yeah. when they fought a giant ant it was a magnified real ant <laughs> yeah like it was so it was good it wasn't it wasn't yeah. bad it, and the production was actually pretty decent but huh. I laughed a lot like, there's a, a wrestling show. thing called Kaiju Big Battle World I was just gonna bring that up get out of here and the yes. ring has a little city in it oh I would watch yeah, that I'd, the, I'd like the wrestling I would watch that the people actually the uh, Kaiju monsters actually like use the props and the models to beat the shit out of each <laughs> yeah. other it's awesome and I, I want to go to a show so bad Big building and hits a guy with his building. A building. <laughs> it's awesome. I, I All right, that. so we we ran a little long here on the first half of this, which is fun. We're not rushing because it, it's coming naturally, and I like it. It's very fluent. Um, or fluid, fluid. So I'll start with I'll start with you, Andy. <laughs> very, a lot of language have spoke. you have you played anything? I beat Control. Yeah, I, I, I that boss that was insane to beat. I watched some videos, and I, I finally beat the boss, and I beat the whole game. Oh what? So the Control worth playing? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's worth playing. It's it's fun game. It's a supernatural psychological thriller, just like Alan Wake, and Alan Wake is in it a lot. So oh, that's really? why I like it. Yeah, a lot. He's in it. Yeah, and like all the stuff, and they say Bright Falls, and so it's like it's in the same world, so it's technically a sequel. Wow. Even though you're a different girl, or well, the girl wasn't in Alan Wake, but like the whole thing that happened in Alan Wake happened in this world, mm. and like the typewriter, his pages of his book, his thermos, you find all that stuff, and then you think he's actually in the game. Then, wow, 
So it, it was a fun game. So I beat that, and now I'm playing Super Lucky's Tale, and it's, and it's really good. Yeah, you're having a blast. Yeah, that. it's uh, like Banjo-Kazooie, and there's also uh, Crash Bandicoot levels where you run through stuff, and there's some where you automatically run, and you can only jump and, and attack. Yeah, nice. Like, he runs no matter what. And you're playing that on Switch. Yeah. Yeah, I'm about five hours into it, and then there's like the the levels where you're crash bad, and there's side scrolling levels, and then there's wide open levels too. It's nice. really cool. It's, it's a lot of fun, and you get different outfits and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he has that goofy puppy dog face, and, like, <laughs> and the hey, bad are guys you, are, are cats. You only just the fox. Yeah, you're only, you may, might unlock somebody there. What, what is the premise of the game? That he gets trapped in this book because there's these evil cats. The cats are bad guys. They're and, always bad. Yeah, and and they're they're going to uh, cats are evil. They're doing something. He's with his sister or something, and they they like do something and it creates a portal and gets sucked into this book. So he's in this book. And he's trying to get out of the book. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you play any video games or anything? You mean I, I, comics? I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. You read, read any comics or watch any movies? I, I haven't. No, I haven't read any. I, I have a bunch, but I just haven't got time to read them. Yeah. I got this one from Kickstarter called Miskatonic High, which is about. Uh, all of H.P. Lovecraft's things come to this high school. Mm-hmm. And I got oh, all... Okay. The six issue just came out, and I gave more money to get all previous of them, so I got all one through six. just came there day. I didn't get to read them up. They were really good. Nice. Cool. So these kids like having to deal with all the uh, unspeakable, nameless ones. Nice. It looks really good. Well, Kickstarter is a, a lot of good stuff on Kickstarter. I love Kickstarter. Yeah. I, I just missed out on... They did a... Sorry, Mark. They just did a Earthworm Jim comic book. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I see that, yeah. I wanted it so bad, but I just... It's not the right time. You yeah. know what I mean? That sucks. I give it I way really... too much. I'm like... <laughs> I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to look at it as when Mark talks about it. When he's done, I'll, I'll bring up all my Kickstarter stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you Kickstart a lot? Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, watching. So, uh, I definitely recommend... I'm not okay with this on Netflix. Okay. Loved it. That's the show where girl gets the powers, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's <laughs> the... It was really good. This is the genericest way I could say it. There's superpowers. And it's the, girl, in high the girl from um, it. it. Also... Plays Bev. The one who... The Boy Scout guy from it, too. Okay. Uh, the one with the placebos. No, 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 no. Uh, I think he might have been Stan on that, too. He's Stan in this show, and I think he was Stan in oh, okay. it. Uh, he's, he's also in it. Uh, didn't recognize any of the other names, but uh, they're definitely set up for another season. Yeah. That it's young, only, it's that only seven episodes. Is oh, wow. Fucking take over the world. Like, they're just that young group of kids that are just getting mm-hmm. put. People are like, oh, they're getting put in everything now. Yeah, let them because they're fucking doing a fantastic yeah. job. It's seven episodes. I don't think there's any of them are over like twenty three minutes. Oh, that's an easy watch. So it's a quick watch. Definitely worth it. Uh, when it comes to Malifaux leagues, I'm one and one now. Ooh. Yeah, I wasn't planning on that. Well, hey. Wh- who'd you lose to? Uh, I don't know if I should say people's names. Some jerk off. Oh. You know who it is. I know. <laughs> yeah, you definitely know the guy. Oh. But, um, no, he, he outplayed me. It is what it is. It was a close game. He outplayed does, me. Does anyone ever get heated at these games? Like, what the fuck? Um, Mark, it, Mark gets heated at my dining room table. That's different. I do it on purpose. <laughs> like, do you play like a scumbag to piss him off? 
It's only sometimes. Is there a way to play like a scumbag and like kind of play the oh, system? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like I'll do shit that like I know is going to irritate him and I won't warn him that I'm going to do it. And then I'll do it and I'll smile while I'm doing it and I'll watch him get pissed and I'll smile more and he's only getting more <laughs> And mad. that's why we listen to Bruce Springsteen on the way to work all the time. <laughs> I don't like Bruce Because you don't like Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> yeah, that's why. It's not that far uh, to drive though. Yeah, that's, that's only three and a half miles. Yeah. Something so I read. A song and a half. Uh, a collection of short stories and short mysteries by Elmore Leonard. It was all this stuff he did before he started writing the mysteries that everybody knows him for. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, that was pretty good. The only other thing I had was uh, I read just the the highlight of it, but it was uh, Marky Mark talking about reading a script for Uncharted <laughs> and how he compared it to reading Indiana Jones. Yeah. Wow. Uncharted that is a could gr- be interesting. And, and the end of, uh, I mean, Uncharted is a fucking fantastic storyline to a video game. Yeah. Now, when I when they initially planned this movie, Nathan Fillion, he was supposed to be Nathan Drake, Marky Mark, Mark really? Wahlberg, yes, and Sully was going to be De Niro. Wow. Um, and then it got wow. scrapped, and I think they kept Mark on because he really wanted to be in the movie. So now Mark is going to play Sully, and Tom Holland is going to play. Nathan Drake, so I think it's going to be like oh, well, I don't know about like that. Tom Holland. It's going to it's going to be He's too young. It, well, it's going to be like a. It's not going to be like video game one. It's going to be like the beginning of mm. them kind of going on advance. So it's going to be its own movie that wasn't based off the video games, and then it'll carry on like a prequel. Yeah, yeah. So from what I heard, they want to make this like then a franchise. But then he'd have to stay. Yeah, on. I saw like, Super Mario Brothers. Uh, yeah, I don't like that. Like, if you want to do that. Make your own movie then. Why pay for the rights to? Hey, I really want to make an Uncharted movie, except I want to do absolutely nothing about what well, no, the games gonna, are. They're going to keep the idea of Uncharted, where they're they're they are eventually going to get to looking for the, the yeah, but, his but, grandfather's or his but, dad's treasure. But, so you're writing your own story. Just make your own movie and not pay the rights. And also, <laughs> they want to keep it in that universe. That's assuming that this movie is popular enough to get a sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, PlayStation fans love it. It'll do fine. I don't know. Is this, would this be the first PlayStation exclusive movie? Probably, yeah. Because only God of War and Tomb Raider. No, that was on. Well, well they're open platform now. Yeah, At, yeah. Uh, maybe when it, maybe when it was maybe made, time? it was exclusive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't Resident know. Evil. Before the when the first movies came out, no, not I, first, was I was in high, I was in high school when the first movies came out, and that was it might by, have been on Game Two by that time. Yeah, yeah. Dreamcast yeah. even. Yeah, yeah, Dreamcast. Resident Evil Two was on N sixty four. It was then it got poured over. Oh yeah, after. it wasn't good, no. but yes, yes, I remember. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, that'd be interesting. That'd be interesting to find out that if Uncharted might be the first exclusive um, PlayStation movie. A PlayStation original, you could say. PlayStation yeah, original, yeah. Because yeah. Uncharted never went anywhere else. I know they were talking about maybe doing uh, The Last of Us. Yeah, well, that's a big hit. I didn't I didn't care for it. I, I didn't do much for me. But I, is there anything else? Yeah, that's the gist of what I got. Cool. Ben. Do, do you want to know how many things on Kickstarter I'm backing? Okay. <laughs> now, Currently? Do you want to you guess? For the history. Well, 30, oh, 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 okay, 30 how things. many? Let, let, I would say... Okay, I currently, because he stuttered. On, hang on. I can't really... He stuttered. Hang I don't, on. I don't it puts them together, One so if you want to do total... I think 16. I was going to say 13, currently. Okay. 30. I'm, I'm going, going high. I'm going, I'm going to... 
currently, I'm gonna go with who said thirteen. Now Me. sometimes like fourteen. Oh, you're that like, dick on prices, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah fourteen. Yeah, right. You. Okay, so. Save total is 42, currently 31. Holy yeah. wow. Yeah. There is a, a video game. Okay, I'm going to go down. Okay. <laughs> NES game, Lady Death comic, Aurora comic, Middle Shade comic, Sword Justice comic, Jim Power, and a video game, Fire Bitch the comic, that Miskatonic High, Hell Witch comic, an air, Airhead comic. What are, what are the average prices that you put on? So some of these are only $10. The, the, the Nintendo one is like 50 because I want the complete box. I respect that only because you're like... It's but like you can't buy this in the store. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, you know, the comics eventually you can, but like a lot of like the like the Miskatonic High, that's not an age. Like just on banging beers, these, uh, banging uh, beers. Writers and Jason, Jason, go fund it. Go funded a project called Kegtron, and mm-hmm. it's literally like it's an at home keg system that it tells you a, a accurate reading of how many pours you have in your keg. Oh. Because you never know. It's like yeah. you shake the keg and be like, oh, we have this much left. So he kickstarted this program and it got to the point where like he messaged the guy like, hey, man, I kickstarted you since the beginning. And the guy was like, oh, my God, that's fucking fantastic. And he called into our show. Really? That's so, awesome. Like, they're not big name people because they're trying to do Kickstarter and, right. and that can lead to stuff. You know? Yeah. So this one girl, her name is uh, Sora, and she's doing this Aurora comic book. And I was the very first person to give to it. How about that? Nice. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was waiting, and like the email I was like, oh, it's up. And I was like, oh, I'll just get this so $10 like, one. Can you reach out to the person who created it? Well, I have her. I'm friends with her on Facebook. Yeah. So, yeah. Have her call in. Tell her about I was comic. thinking about that, and to have get... her plug this comic. She also does one called Carnal Confessions, which mm-hmm. is like, well, sexual stuff. Oh, <laughs> well, dang. Yeah. Hey, no. And she's just really cool. Do you remember that Emma Frost comic that I had? Yeah. The, the, she did that. Awesome. Yeah. So that could be it's possible honestly, that she could that, call. That in. could be a once a month thing we do as well, where like we have someone call in because, like I said, like, we really don't have guest spots that help us get stuff over. But if some someone can, you know, trying to do something on Kickstarter and they're creating a comic book or a video game, have them call in to be fun. Yeah, like this comic, like she has to create it here first before it goes anywhere else. I can't really make them, but there's the art. You can see it's kind of it, it has know. a very Miss Marvel look to it. Yeah, she's like a superhero, and she that it's like the government has these superheroes that they they have make a team kind of like. It 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 surely had the preview book because I bought it, yeah. <laughs> so it was only like six pages. But uh, it it seems really cool. So awesome. I was like, yeah, I'll give to it. And I, ten dollars got you the first book, and then I paid like for a mystery envelope where you can get like a metal cover or something that was forty dollars, so fifty dollars total. Cool. So not all the time. Like there was D and D dice or twelve that I got, <laughs> and like the Sword Justice comic I think it was ten. So you know, it's that's fantastic. And like some of these, you could just if you just support it, you just, it says a dollar. It says I believe in this project. Just. Put a dollar towards it. Yeah, you. and that, that's the stuff but that like, helps people. Make. The Lady Death one, like some people lose their fucking minds over it. There's like six hundred dollars, like seven hundred dollars ones, and they pledge for it, and they get all these like different ones where she's naked. Don't they and have stuff like the like the uh, metal plates and all? Yeah, that there's too. like a metal com- cover for the comic. Oh wow! But and they that, do a cool thing where, and that's a topic coming up soon, right? Yeah, that's your next topic. yeah. Because I think Brian Polito, we could probably get Brian Polito to call in. Um, be fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, they have a thing where as long as you do one physical reward you get all these bonus things every time they hit like a milestone well, for for this it's insane stuff like when we hit 250,000 you get this bumper sticker when you get 260,000 but what they do then is like every uh, there's 13 metal comics that will be randomly inserted to someone's like I want a metal comic and then there's like 13 more or something else and they always do 13 yeah. because, you know. but uh, it's cool you can get a lot of free stuff and he's like I have a topic this week it's, yeah. it's Lady Death but I'm not doing it. Yeah. Take it over. <laughs> the creator of Lady Day. Yeah. <laughs> fucking like, wow, yeah. That'd be fucking awesome, man. A lot of cool ideas coming for the show, people. We're fucking brainstorming. Well, you meet people at cons and, and yeah. you, you get the gnome and it's, it's something else. Anyway, now on to other bad. <laughs> don't, right. don't gush them kicks. Here, here we go. Okay. So the music's queued up. 
I eyed up. <laughs> I eyed up uh, Devil May Cry Five. I'm gonna probably play that sometime during the week. Um, also, the Pokemon movie remake. I want to eye that up too. I've been playing the same game, and I'm not going to mention the name, just <laughs> not, because... Not Animushu. Right. Animushu Warlords. <laughs> not that game. But I've been enjoying the hell out of that game, though, which I, I, I really am. But uh, point being, though, I'm really trying to get into some other games and what have you, and... Don't, don't worry about what I'm doing. You're just talking. Oh, you're, oh, you're hooking it the fuck up. <laughs> you're hooking it the fuck up, I know. But, uh... Really, no other movies. Like, I only saw, like, now they have season two of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which would be the Stardust Crusaders, and there's 48 episodes on Netflix, so if you're wanting to continue... For season two. For season two. 48 episodes. 48 episodes. But get a fucking life. But it's not... It's, wow. but it's not like a, wow. it's not like a season over a one year span. Right, like, they it's do like over like several years. Really long ja- season. Japanese as, seasons. Tend as to be I, as, as do you know the, what? The, as you know the how podcast many... season two and it started at the physical year of this year. Do so you know how many fifty episodes in our first season? Do you like, know how many Dragon so Ball dude. Super episodes that are there for the first season alone? No, I like, don't watch Dragon Ball Z. Two hundred and like two, at least two hundred and fifty plus. What a fucking nutty! I've never got into Dragon. I never got into it either. I don't like it. I did. I... It's, like, it's just charged. I know they they made the GT where they added that. Do I allow bit of that? No. It's a sour. All right. <laughs> no. It looks like sushi and coconut on there. It looks nice, though. The, the, um, Dragon wait fruit, till you passion, try it. The, the Dragon beer. fruit, passion fruit, and, and almonds. Cinnamon. Isn't that an almond? Ben yeah. has a beer for those that can't see it, and the, the label looks like it has All right, uh, I'll give it a go. berries, almonds, dragon and fruit, that's the color of cinnamon. Uh, an man, asshole, man, <laughs> like, man juice. What, no. what is that? Semen. Um, that's Dragonberry, what? passion fruit, oh, raspberry, passion fruit. and uh, that, that yeah, the passion fruit. That's that's an ugly fucking fruit. It is. Would you fuck it? No. Put it in the heat. Put it in the microwave. No. Nope. Take a coarse grill to it. Nope. Not passionate about passion fruit. <laughs> Anything else going on, Ben? That you want to? You can leave it here. I'm going to some more beers coming down the pipeline that Tony's gonna fucking kill me for. I have some in his fridge for banging beers. Um, yeah, like, we're like, hey, let's do a gimmick episode, and we're like, okay, let's figure this out and try to get it done, and Ben's mm-hmm. like, by the way, here's 60 more beers that you're gonna sit in your <laughs> fridge for a month and a half. Oh God. Wait, that, ben. Way to go, Ben. No, that, <laughs> thank that, you. Banging beers has been doing fucking fantastic. Like, it's awesome. Like, the fact that we have four, like, three breweries that we're going to this month alone, mm-hmm. I'm really excited for it. And two of them are, like, pretty much brand new, opened up establishments. That's, so, and like, that's really neat, so, too. So, we're, like, we're not sitting here trying to go, like, let's fucking try to get into these well established places. Let's go to Ealing. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, two of them, like, the first one, the I first, be cool, the next but... episode we're doing is, um, is Harris Brewing Company, which is the first black owned brewery in Pennsylvania. And where's that at? In Harrisburg. Oh, okay. Supposedly not in a good neighborhood. Oh, that's where Andy said he goes. Don't be there after night. Oh, jeez. But I, I've been in. I've been in neighborhoods. I don't. That doesn't bother yeah. me. Um, I know how to handle situations. Just don't be a fucking idiot. Just stay, there, there. You go. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. Fucking stay to yourself and don't fucking cause issues. So, and don't go up to people and be like, you know what? I don't care. You're black. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. We're definitely not doing that. Um, but uh, don't go up to anyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, nothing, nothing really on on my radar. Really thinking about, really thinking about leaving Ben home on this episode. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I kind of wanted to go to that one. You're just going. Me. I'm joking. I know. I know. <laughs> but point. Well, 
well, there's Pastry Town that's going on this weekend, but we're doesn't that sound like you would go there and just eat all kinds of donuts and cakes? Literally, and pies? They, they do paste. They do. They do. They do bakery like, and do, and beer. Mm. Yeah, it's it's like adjunct stouts and like sours like, and all too. It's I know something and they, pastry and they, town and they do wrestling too. Yeah, really? yeah, they do. Yeah, it's like pastry town. My mind is only food. Mm-hmm. Like you know, Straight. of course. If, if you come to my pasta festival, there's not going to be beer there. It's going to be pasta, wine. Nope. Yeah. It's my pasta festival. <laughs> it's yours. No pastry. I love how Andy gets so fucking salty over like. I love it. Pastry town's a big ticket. Like it's really? a big ticket event. People, Where's that at? It's in New York. People yeah, go crazy people, for it. For the general admission, I'm not trying to gloat about prices, but people pay about <laughs> 105 dollars. Like yeah. oh my for, gosh, for general admission. Wow. But put, if you they get put a ring in this building, mm-hmm. and literally everyone stands like th- three. It's one of those things where people can bang on the ring. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, there's yeah. Like, there's not much barrier between the ring and the people. Yeah. They cram them in there. Uh, Tony Depp wrestled at yeah. it and it, the match ended with him getting um cake faced into a cake oh god yeah. yeah and like a lot of the like they pull a lot of great breweries from all across the country then too and whoever they collaborate it with so it really helps out not only their bit not only other half which is who's holding it but um every other brewer brewery that's around the states so pretty cool i'm not going to it maybe i'll go next year it's just, you know, just, you know, meh. Could have got a general mission. <laughs> what, 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 a little pipe dream. What a statement. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. JD from Howard Stern. Maybe uh, next year. Well, whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. I'm fucking, whatever, Howard. Another brewery contacted us, and we're pretty much all set for next month. Uh, Bonsai. Bonsai. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we're going to Bonsai. Where's that? Awesome. No. Higgins. Higgins. Oh, really? Wow. How about I, that? I need to get a Yokozuna shirt for that episode. Yeah. <laughs> Bonsai. The one, he's, the like, one, hate, he's like, I hate this fucking The one brother's a Wagner, and I know Andy Wagner. So, so how this came about is we tried the first time, and it didn't really go anywhere. And then they made a post saying, like, hey, we're going to make beers. What do you guys think we should make? And I was like, whatever you make, you should do it on our podcast, Banging <laughs> Beers Podcast. And the guy goes... 100% and then like two guys added me and I just sent them a message like let's work a date out well awesome. they messaged me like let's work something out so we got him in for mm. next month awesome uh, bonsai and then hidden hidden stories so these guys always like our content and every time I take pictures of stuff I wonder it's, why it's their sticker like always on our posts so they really they really they don't have their own brewery so that's something that we, we go to their place where they brew and they can it and put it out other places mm. um, so some of these places we're going aren't places you can go and sit down and have a beer and have a meal right. they're like still like they just make it in like, the early in their process garage, coming basically. in yeah, yeah. yeah. and then liquid noise that we're going to that's a that's a good name that's a place it, it's very it's, it's all rock themed and they have bands and stuff like, yeah they're okay. cool they're guys tr- they're trying to do music and beer mm. And um, they go well together. And they just um, opened up a their brand new building, so they're brand new. And then last year we got to actually sample their beer at the Retro Lovely Ball. Made a great lager. Yeah, that was that was great. I really liked um, the gin, the gin and tonic. Yeah, it was a gin and tonic beer. Gin and tonic goza. And I was like, I came back from a Hudson Valley run. I gave those guys some beers into. I'm like, hey, try some beer. And I got. <laughs> And they were cool. Very nice guys. Yeah, they were very nice indeed. So, all right, Steve, what do you got? Um, I didn't have to use the playoff music. Nope. <laughs> Scumbag. <laughs> That's what Ben didn't do too much. Well, new stuff. Just only Mushu Warriors. <laughs> I have not 
really done anything, to be totally honest with you. I was I'm in that uh, same boat. I was prepping for Malifaux. I am still just want to know like I was last time on the show. Who'd you beat? Uh, a gentleman from, he drove from Lancaster, I believe. Oh, to take that beating. <laughs> it was a very close game. You're like, here's my goblin. Actually, he, he really, he really, really wanted it. And it's funny because he hasn't played in quite some time and he kind of even warned me of that. And so I got a little, no I got a little overconfident in my head. I was like, oh, this guy hasn't played in like seven months. I'm going to destroy him. And then uh, he, kisses, it was like a 6-5 victory for wow. me. So it was pretty close. Um, I know where I made errors. I didn't really try to deny him any points. I kind of left him open to do what he wanted to do, yeah. do guys, and he was hungry enough to get five. Do so. you guys? Uh, do you guys have a, a someone in the tournament that you're like, man, they're probably they got to beat this year. Is that is that established yeah. yet? Yeah, I, that guy's in my pool right now. I have to play him coming up. We have two weeks, less than two weeks, to wrap up the first round. Yeah, I don't and have a lot of faith in get my next game in. I still have two opponents to go. Um, and one game I feel pretty confident about, and then the other game I don't feel so confident about. So we'll, I, we'll just see. I'll keep you guys posted, as always. Outside of that, uh, I, haven't, I haven't watched anything. Like, yeah. So, But the past like five days, I read a lot of Calvin and Hobbes, and I also watched Dear Mr. Watterson for about the 40th time in my life. I've watched that documentary a million times but to prep for the podcast i watched it two more times yeah wow. just uh, so you're up to 42 yeah. about that <laughs> good about math that. ben <laughs> good job Power math. <laughs> killed it but that's about um, all that was about it yeah uh, i'm in the same boat as you i i mean i i, I don't want to call it i, I joke around because like football season when you do like three days or four days you call it hell week or hell mm-hmm. month um so i'm kind of in that mode still podcasting where since january i really haven't had a day to myself to really figure anything out um which is not a, a problem i'm upset by I, I like the fact that i'm busy and it keeps me f- having fun um so i really haven't had time to really do anything Sa- this like this saturday i was going to do pretty much nothing but then I, I, we got contacted by GSW, and they're like, hey, you should come and do stuff at the show. And I was like, well, 100%, we're there. Right. How um, can you say no? So I really didn't get a chance to do anything. And then when I finally sat down, because Monday, um, I watched, I actually got to watch Raw normally. And then Sunday, um, I did an interview, and I was like, oh, I have the whole day to myself. So I'm going to go on Netflix, and I'm going to finally watch something. And I just watched the same fucking show I watched yeah. 100 times. Like, you know, 100 the Office. Times. No, I started, I watched, I'm starting in from episode one again. I really love F is for Family. Oh, okay. I don't know if um, you guys... I don't... So I, F, I tried it, but... It's F, that animated one uh, that... Just take it. Uh, take it over. Sorry. <laughs> it's an animated one. Go ahead. Go ahead. By your comedian. <laughs> no, let's, let's, let's hear Ben's description, right, and then you describe it, and right. let's see the difference. All right. Okay. All right. So it's an animated comic by Bill Burr, and it's about his, like, home life and, like, how his, how his family was way back when he was a kid. Okay. Don't, think, don't think it's his home life. I think well, I saved it to my, like, to watch stuff, you know? Yeah. But I never watched it. Not, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I won't, I'll cut myself short. I don't know if it's about... <laughs> I, don't know, it. I don't know if it's his you home life. You don't need to play any music. I don't know if it's his home life, but it, it really <laughs> takes place of, like, a, of a... Of a, of a Poor white um, Irish dad oh, household, okay. middle class, eighties, no. right? Like seventies, eighties, yeah, about that, yeah, um, yeah, because they got their first color television. Um, the best way I can describe it, it's it's an animated rated R version of Married with Children. Okay, but instead of the wife kind of being like, "I hate my husband," <laughs> I'm just using him for his money. She tries to pull her own weight and. 
then she's like, I don't know, they, they, it, it's, it's, tip, it's, it's typical life situations where like mm-hmm. the kids are kind of assholes, because, like, but it, each character kind of gets their own due in the show. It's really, really funny. But um, Bill Burr does the voice of the dad. Um, the rest of the cast, I do not know, but it's it's a really really funny show. Um, if you're a fan of Bill Burr and his style of comedy, you'll love the show because it's it a lot of it carries over. Mm-hmm. Um, like the kids, he'll come home from work and he'll be like, the dad like yeah, he's like yo, you gonna pass your school? He's like I'm trying. He's like oh, I'm gonna come home. He never hits his kids, but he just threatens the fuck yeah. out of them. Like I'll fucking put you through that wall. Like he never ever raises his hands or beats his kids, but. Um, there's a lot of threats, <laughs> um, but it's a really, really funny show. But it, the best way I can describe it is if you're a fan of Married with Children, it, it's it's along those lines, mm. just like your typical inside look of a family, but slightly trashy white. Yeah, it's like like a white trash family, lower like, middle like class. Not all white people are rich and having great lives. Like yeah. we're working nine to five and jobs and fucking pristine houses. Yeah, His, their house is nice. I mean, they yeah. get by. Like so, people look at them like, oh, you're fucking. You have that privilege but like no he goes to a fucking dead-end piece of shit job and tries to get by and his kids fucking suck and he just hates his life and it's not everything he planned out to be but he does what he has to do as a man to get his job done like a man like a man a man and he works as a baggage claimer at an airport <laughs> baggage claimer and it's terrible that's, that's gotta terrible. be a rough job it's terrible yeah terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> terrible i was hoping ben kept doing that the echo there <laughs> but yeah it's a good show check it out and then i watch also the uh Dear Mr. Watterson. Yeah. As, as did I twice. I, I want to say, I'll, I'll mention it slightly in the podcast, but uh, to anyone that's about to listen to what we do here, I highly recommend that. I think it's really well done. And they some of the commentary over the insight of Mr. Watterson is... Because it's a lot of his peers, isn't it? Like yeah. a, a lot of the people in the documentary are fellow strip writers. Mm-hmm. So... Very popular ones, too. Real, super popular ones. I, what, and what I found in my research was uh, either his peers respect him or absolutely hate him. Wow. Because he was kind of pompous. Hmm. Depending on how you look at it. I don't yeah. feel that way. But he, He's the Howard Stern of comic books, where he's just like, hey, you're, if you're just as popular and big as Garfield, let's make fucking toys. Let's do movies. Let's... Yeah. Like, like, I don't want to dive into it, but there there has been major directors who came to him and said, yeah. we want to make a Calvin and Hobbes movie. He's like, suck my dick. Pretty much. I wonder why it would be like that. You know, I'd we'll, be like, we'll get into let's it. Let's make that money. Yeah. Shall that be our segue? Sure. Are you ready? Oh, snack time? Um, let's 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 push the snacks off to the end, and if we don't get the snacks done on the show, we'll eat them, and then we'll do like a review on Facebook. Word. All right. Because we are about an hour and 16 minutes in, and, there you I, go, yeah. and this topic is pretty good. All right. All right. So, I was hip, Steve. Super for excited it. for this. So, we'll, I'm going to start with Bill Waterson. I'm going to move into Calvin and Hobbes. That's yeah, my point. I know nothing about it. Nothing at all. S- same nothing, here. Nothing. I, I'm a huge, huge Calvin and Hobbes ha- fan. Have you read it, Andy? No, oh, oh, here and there in the paper. Wow. So I don't really know. I know, I know the kid, and I know the. So you don't have favorite strips. You don't have. Oh, this is gonna be awesome. What is your favorite strip? I don't know the sister's name. I'm assuming it's the sister. No, there's no no sister. That's his. Susie Susie Durkin's love interest. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Love interest. He hates. He loves and hates. Like he's sex. Yeah. Well, yeah. So he, his flirting is pulling her hair and throwing stuff at her and hitting her with rocks. He hits her with snowballs all the time. And he's throwing a water balloon on this cover. But I was like, is that a giant blueberry? I'm like, oh, it's a water balloon. Yeah. My favorites. I have two. Okay. I was gonna save that for the end. 
Okay. I'll totally get into can, it. Can I tell you my favorite? Yeah, sure. All right. So I don't know the Absolutely. name. Of, I don't know the name of the strip. Yeah. Um, but my favorite is when he's just. I don't even think Hobbs is in it. It's just Calvin, and Calvin. It, it shows. So a lot of the comics are drawn and narrated by Calvin, but it's his imagination. And I think that's why I really, really like Calvin and Hobbes because it could be anything. Like, so it's that's just, a big reoccurring theme is yeah, the imagination. Yeah. So it's him yeah. and it's a family in a car, and it's just like the narration bubbles are like, "Here's the Johnson family driving down the road, and they're going to their family family vacation at this location." And he's driving, and he goes, and all of a sudden the brakes blow out, and they're swerving, and they're going, and then ah, and they fly off, the <laughs> and, and he's like, and they're dead, and he's like. And it just shows him on the couch, like on the floor, and he was playing with the car on the couch, and the car's now on the floor, and he's like, but then, the, John, uh, the other family is driving down the same road. <laughs> like, it's just him killing people in his imagination. <laughs> like, so awesome. Um, there's a, I think that's a Sunday strip, isn't it? I yeah. remember that one, too, in a yeah. um, That was one of my favorite uh-huh. ones, because it just shows, like, this kid's kind of dark, but he's funny. Um and it reminds me of a Weezer song, My Name is Jonas. When I don't, I don't think there's any correlation to Calvin and Hobbes and My Name is Jonas, but My Name is Jonas, when I hear that song, it reminds me of Calvin and Hobbes. Huh. Because the whole theory of, Cal, of My Name is Jonas, it's a little boy playing with his toys, and it's like looking from the inside of his boy, like, choo-choo, and change left, right, on time. The ticket costs only your yeah. mind. And that just huh. reminds me of Cal, like just that innocence of being a kid and having your imagination and just sitting in a room and it's okay to be that way it's i love it like that's why i really enjoy about calvin and Hobbes. um you, before we start can you can you want to give the dynamic of the calvin and Hobbes situation uh, after i do bill waterson all right, i'm, I'm, that, I'm yeah. all set up for it okay so. cool yeah. let's go Shoot from I'm, the I'm pumped i'm so excited <laughs> shoot from the hip so can you mind if i move this a little bit no go ahead it's cramping my shit yeah I'll, we'll do this well, first time i cursed this episode that's not like a- i think it's the first time we all cursed way to fucking break the barrier <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> all right so william boyd watterson was born july 5th 1958 uh, he was born in dc and the family moved in 1965 when he was just six years old coincidentally calvin is also six years old mm-hmm. he doesn't age in the comic they moved to uh, chagrin falls ohio so his mother could be a little bit closer to the family. She wanted to the, raise her children in a small town environment, not Washington, D.C. Um, he drew his first cartoon at the age of eight. Um, and he spent much of his childhood in his school years uh, drawing. And uh, he eventually discovered Pogo, Crazy Cat, and Peanuts, we all know. And I don't know if anybody knows Pogo, Pogo or Crazy Cat, oh. but they were beautifully drawn. The comics in the 30s and 20s and 40s were much different. They were like, Pogo would get an entire page of the newspaper. Oh, wow, oh, wow. yeah. Or yeah. Um, like Little Nemo would get an entire page. Yeah. And those are big inspirations for him. So that was kind of what he, once he discovered that, he Nemo, decided. Nemo was actually turned into a video game and then a yeah. TV, uh, an animator. I don't yeah. have that game. Um, where it was a little kid, it, little kid in his imagination. Every time he goes to sleep, he goes into a different world. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of tropes in Little Nemo that actually carry over to Calvin and Hobbes. Like a lot of stuff, like he just said, in the end, where the cars wreck off the cliff. Yeah. At the end, it's Calvin sitting on the sofa. That's how Nemo was, and Cal or it pretty much believed that Watterson drew a lot of his inspiration from that. Because at the end of Nemo, everything crazy shit happens. Stuff's coming. The bed comes to life and grows legs and yeah. is running away. And in the end, he wakes up in the bed. And that's... Yeah. So. Hmm. Um, but Pogo, Crazy Cat, Peanuts were massive influences to him. And that's what made him decide he wanted to be a cartoonist. From 1976 to 1980, he attended Kenyon College, which is like central Ohio. Graduated with a Bachelor of Arts in Political Science. 
Imagine where that degree would get you in this day and age. Yeah. He was pretty much setting himself up to be a political cartoonist. Mm, okay. So like those single yeah. drawings that are trying to get all the words yeah. in one shot. Um, get a job playboy then. <laughs> <laughs> so fun fact, uh, Spaceman Spiff, which we'll get to. It's one of the characters for Calvin. Okay. His alter egos. I think I've seen pictures, but yeah. Um, fun fact, was Spaceman Spiff cartoons first appeared in his college newspaper. Oh, wow. So, um, Ka- the name Calvin is from Protestant reformer John Calvin. Hmm. Um, Hobbes was a social philosopher, and I'll get into that a little bit more in a second. Hmm. Uh, the, the People believe that the names were a nod to the Kenyan College Political Department, which was kind of what the college was yeah. known for. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in the complete Calvin and Hobbes, uh, he quotes... But Bill Watterson quotes, Calvin is named for a 16th century theologian who believed in predestination and Hobbes for a 17th century philosopher with a dim view on the human nature. Um, and that was kind of the base for the characters. Early work, uh, he tried his hand at political cartoons, kind of what he set himself up to do. Uh, in 1980, he got a job at the Cincinnati Post. Um, that was my microphone died. Get it? Yeah. I still hear you. I yeah. can still yeah, There I am. Okay. Too. Sorry. 1980, uh, he got a job at the Cincinnati Post. Uh, it was a competing paper for the Inquirer, so it was kind of a big deal. Mm. Um, he grew up in Cleveland, which is nowhere near Cincinnati, yeah. and he attended college in central Ohio, so he really knew nothing about the politics of Cincinnati and didn't do well in his job. <coughs> he was fired before his contract was up. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> so, but hey, get a contract back there that day. Sure. Calvin and Hobbes now. So that's that's my brief, Watterson. Uh, Calvin and Hobbes ran from November 18th, 1985, till December 31st, 1995. Ten years. Wow. At its height, it was featured in over 2,400 newspapers worldwide at, at a time. Yeah. Um, in 2010, reruns appeared in papers in more than 50 countries, and nearly 45 million copies of the books have been sold worldwide. Um, his hatred... For his ad, uh, after he got fired from there, he took an advertising job from 1980 to 1984. His h- hatred and loathing for the job, uh, <laughs> he started drawing strips on the side, and he was just trying to sell them to syndicates constantly. He had almost no success. He drew a strip called Doghouse, and he had a little bit of a breakthrough um, with United Feature Syndicate. They said there was a character in it. It was a little brother with a stuffed tiger. That they were like, you should just write about the little brother. Forget everyone else in the strip. Yeah. Focus on the little brother, and we'll pick it up. So he wrote a strip. <laughs> they did not pick it up. Oh. <laughs> and then he went and shopped it to the very next place, Universal Press Syndicate, and that who that is who he worked with till the day it stopped running. Wow. So the first year in popularity, uh, the fir- in the first year the popularity grew very quickly, and it was running in over 250 papers almost straight away. Um, with fun fact, within the first three weeks, all of the major characters were introduced, and there were no changes to the central cast in over the next ten years. That's kind of intense when you yeah. think about it. Yeah, as far as from wild. a writing period, you know, yeah. or from a writing point. Um, <clears throat> there's a few things that I'm going to kind of go over again and again. There was a constant battle for licensing, and that's kind of what uh, Anthony was talking about. He um, he went on a sabbatical from May of '91 till February of '92. This in this time, this is unheard of for a writer of a syndicated daily strip 
to say, I'm taking a break. Yeah. Because what do you do? So interestingly enough, Universal uh, Feature Syndicate or Universal Press Syndicate told the editors of all the newspapers that you are going to continue to run reruns of the strip at normal price. <laughs> and almost everyone, I think 14 papers killed it, hmm. like cut off their contract yeah. with them. The rest of them ran it um, because they were afraid that other people were going to pick it up and they wouldn't be able to run it then. You know what I mean? It, it, at this time, I could be I, I could be wrong, but isn't this the time where he was putting stuff out there and he would submit a page? And no, that's after the second sabbatical. Okay. Mm. So, um, so then in '91, the way that his contract worked with Universal Press Syndicate was they actually, like any serious company at that time, they had rights to do whatever they wanted to do. Bill Watterson was very adamant about not licensing the stuff he didn't want, pajamas or yeah. a cartoon show or underwear, or stuffed animals of Hobbes. He didn't want any of that. He just wanted books and the strip. Um, so, and, and they actually respected his wishes on that. And it's said that they could have done it at any time because they, it was in the contract that they were able to, but they worked with him. Um, they never did it to him. In 91, he renegotiated his contract and he had full creative control with the 91 negotiation. So w when this happened, something really important in the comic happened. He introduced his new uh, Sunday layout. And I kind of want to show this to you guys. I'm really sorry to the listeners at home who are not going to get the full effect of this. So here we have a, here we have a Sunday strip. All right. It's, it's long. Yes. 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 Um, mm -hmm. What papers would typically do is if the editor didn't appreciate the size of it they could cut this top line and they would cut this top line so what he would do is he would put throwaway jokes in the top line it didn't really matter to the rest of the story it would just be like an extra haha -ha. yeah um that's like pre-91 pre his uh negotiation what he did then is when he renegotiated it's kind of amazing he did things like this. Oh, wow. Where they couldn't break up his car. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, I've never seen that. Kind of like a continuation of yeah. a story. Yes. And then he started making demands like, well, I need a half page. <laughs> he would make it fit so it wouldn't... They couldn't compress it. They couldn't break it down and put it on a quarter page or a tiny little panel. Um, so it's kind of genius. Stuff like this. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think that's Panels, what, panels within panels. Yeah. So you couldn't move it around on them. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. It was kind of genius. Where well, it would be a square panel, and then he would have a triangle panel in the middle, right? God. Or a and circle, then, and then the it bottom. would be a circle. Yeah. Like, yeah, it would look like Picasso in a comic book <laughs> on a Sunday strip, because they would. And another thing to do is they would also shrink your page to the point where the color didn't match the image, and then your comic like fucking garbage. Yeah. Right? And he would be like, "What the fuck am I writing this for? If you're just gonna butcher it, like if you don't take this seriously." He's very goes, clever in that sense. He was really adamant about the art of the comic strip. Because um, it's kind of, for whatever reason, people kind of treat it as like lowbrow humor. It's just a comic strip. Yeah. And when you see it and it's this stupid little four-panel comic that's, you know what I mean, it's this big, it is kind of whatever. Yeah. How does it hold a match to even a comic book? You know what I mean? But he's going back to a time with a Pogo and Crazy Cat, and he wanted to bring that back to the artist. He wanted the artist to have the power again in the newspaper. Mm -hmm. You know the um, thing, too, like, he was, his competition at this point in time is Peanuts. Right. Garfield. Right. 
Beetle Bailey, right. Archie, Haggard, Haggard, and like random Phantom was probably in there. Phantom, there. I mean, Prince Valiant, the comic, the comic book, the, the Sunday Sanders. strips. Like I remember when you would buy a news that, newspaper, it would literally just have that divider. As soon as you pulled it out, it was the headline, the divider, and it went right to the comic book strip. Yeah. Because that was a big deal. It, it was important, especially for the Sunday paper. Yeah. Yeah. And now try to find it in your newspaper. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's buried. Right. Yeah. In ads for whatever. <laughs> um, so that, him with that cockswinging kind of attitude, uh, a lot of his peers, he kind of called out Schultz and the guy who did, uh, who did Garfield. Jim Davis. Jim Davis, thank you. He kind of called those guys out like because people were trying him to get him to do whatever. Yeah. And he was like, I'm not going to sell MetLife <laughs> insurance mm -hmm. with Calvin and Hobbes. He, he, he wanted to stay true to what he was, and that was a comic book creator. He's like, you guys don't even take your fucking comic book seriously because you're making money on your fucking animation and your and your and yeah, your met life and your and your toys I and mean, I'm still staying true to who we are is what we started at doing this and that's being a fucking comic book writer. He was all about the art. Yeah, so he was I'd really a that purist. That's the, what I would have did. They they say that it's impossible to know how much was lost. Yeah. But they speculate 300 400 million <laughs> that's lost. That's crazy. I wow. I would I honestly I can say I would I would even put him higher, man. Because like you have to think about it. We were taught we had in our topic of what are the most made like what made the top most grossing money. franchises and and like Winnie the Pooh and Garfield are extremely high up that list, and so is like Mickey Mouse. Yeah, like Calvin and Hobbes. Obviously, Peanuts was good, but Calvin and Hobbes. Had that has a different take to things, and for it, sure, it could have been a billion dollar franchise, probably, probably in time. You know what I mean? Because uh, uh, another fun fact: Henson, Jim Henson, George Lucas, and Steven Spielberg all admitted to trying to personally call Bill Watterson. He never returned any of those three wow. phone calls. Wow! <laughs> could you imagine like Jim Henson making like sure, an actual sh that would sure. that would fit the format a hundred percent? I think they all kind of wow. wanted their hands on on a cartoon version of it. Yeah, but he he never even returned the phone calls. Even a pu fucking puppet version of that There's, that would still be pretty wild. If you think about it, like if you get into that kind of thing. Let's just take Lucas, for example. Now, I'll, I'll use Spielberg. So you agree to something with Spielberg. Well, he's going to turn it over to his executives, his directors and his producers. And So now you have seven guys. I'm talking from Watterson's point of view. Yeah. Now you have to get these seven guys to think they know what you're doing better than you do to agree with what you want to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And all the while, I think another big part of it aside from trying to keep the art pure, was that he had total control. He drew it. He inked it. He watercolored it. He framed it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was all him. Yeah. It's definitely Always. a different style, especially. I don't think he ever wanted anybody else's hands on it. I think he was huh. trying to keep it as pure as he could. Uh, yeah. I know why he only drew comics. Because with a set of fucking balls as big as he had, you couldn't get out of the fucking door. That's all I could do. <laughs> well, in the, in the end, they say Hi, like... Hi, this uh, is George Lucas. Mm. Ignore that call. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> Suck my dick, George Lucas. Nope. Uh, I have here... Sorry, Ben. I know you're probably feeling a little, a little burned right now. Um, I am, no. There was a... Uh, he went on a second sabbatical. When... The, when he came back from the second sabbatical, he said, I'm done. It was a lot of pressure. He had a, lo a lot of emotional distress and a lot of pressure from all that 
merchandising that they wanted to do. They wanted to license the stuff. It was nonstop. Yeah. That was the entire time he was going. Somebody else wanted to make money off what he was doing. When he came back from the second sabbatical, um, I have the dates, but that was also pretty long. It was like seven months or something. When he came back, he said, "I'm at the end of the year, I'm done. Um, here's the letter that was actually that he wrote. It was November 9th, 1995. Um, letter to the editors. Dear Reader, I will be stopping Calvin and Hobbes at the end of the year. This was not a recent or an easy decision, and I leave with some sadness. My interests have shifted, however, and I believe I've done what I can do within the constraints of daily deadlines and small panels. I'm eager to work at a more thoughtful pace with fewer artistic compromises. I've yet to... I've not yet decided on future projects, but my relationship with Universal Press Syndicate will, will continue. That not so many newspapers would carry Calvin and Hobbes as an honor, I'll be long proud of, and I've greatly appreciated your support and indulgence over the last decade. Drawing this comic strip has been a privilege and a pleasure, and I thank you for giving me the opportunity. Sincerely, Bill Watterson. Uh, last strip was published December 31st, 1995. Wow. So... Very anticlimactic finish, but it was yeah. a good comic. Short, sweet. The, that end, was... the end is kind. Of, I love the end. Yeah. Uh, you, do you have it here? I don't. It might be in the. Well, is it, is it well, an act? Let's go to this uh, anthology or not? Um, that big tall one. I know how it goes. No, that's not it. Um, so a little bit about the comic itself. Uh, you have Calvin, who is a six-year-old with a insane imagination. Hobbes is his stuffed tiger. Um, they're best friends, and it's, I don't know, if you had, like, a best friend stuffed animal, it, it kind of, it just speaks to that. Like, I always think of my daughter and Lammy, like, it's it's not too different than that, you know. When you're six, that stuffed animal could be close to real. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's, yeah. that's kind of the thing. I, I guess a constant question was people were like, oh, is Hobbes real or isn't he real? Yeah. I mean, he's real to Calvin. Like, you know, and, and, and that's. He wouldn't answer it. That, right, and he would not answer. And I think that's another thing. If you made a stuffed Calvin, or a stuffed Hobbes, rather, like yeah. stuffed animal, well, then you know he's not real. Whereas the strip is kind of yeah. subjective. Because yeah. The, the first comic strip, it's not like his dad or his mom gave him a stuffed Hobbes. The first comic strip is he's like, his dad goes, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm going to catch a tiger. With a tuna fish With sandwich. With a tuna fish sandwich. Tigers can't resist the taste of tuna fish and his dad goes okay and then he comes home with a tiger and no yeah. one asks a question yeah so then you're like <laughs> does he have a fucking tiger now like right um but then some some panels he's calvin's in the same room with him and his mom and, his, and he's and he's a toy Hobbs is just a lifeless yeah. stuffed yeah. animal so it's kind of like it's 90 it's gonna be a kid in his toy yeah uh Calvin Hobbes, the the parents who are not named, they're just mother and father. Uh, the mother stays at home for a living, and the, she's a homemaker. And the father uh, is a patent attorney, which is kind of hilarious. That's what uh, Bill Watterson's dad actually did. Um, Susie Durkins is, like we said, kind of, she's kind of a love interest, but in a six-year-old kind of way. Uh, I read during my adventures here that Susie is kind of lace, uh, loosely based off of his wife, actually. I don't know. He's not a personal guy, so I don't know how long him and his wife go back, but they were married most of the time that this has all happened. So, Secondary characters, we have Roslyn, uh, the babysitter. Uh, <laughs> wonderful <laughs> dynamic, seriously. Uh, Mrs. Wormwood is his main uh, mm. second grade teacher. Again, an amazing dynamic. And then there's Mo, who is a really important secondary character, and he's the school bully. Mm. Um, 
popular alter egos for Calvin. We have Spaceman Spiff, mm-hmm. Tracer Bullet, which is kind of like a L.A. Noir kind of. Oh my! It's those, some of those are so good. And uh, Stupendous Man. And I tried to look back. I could have sworn that he was called the Crimson Bolt at one point. And I tried to go back and find it, and I couldn't. So I don't know. He's also a big fan of being dinosaurs. Dinosaurs and elephants. He likes to be an elephant, too. Well, there's (laughs) a lot of uh, recurring stuff. Dinosaurs, elephants. Cardboard boxes are really huge in Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. Um, It's that joke where you buy your kid all these toys for Christmas, and they'll play in the box. Play in the box, right. Play in the box that came in. (laughs) Um, Some other recurring themes that are really important and come up often is he creates a club with Hobbes called Gross. (laughs) It's girls get rid of... It's an acronym. Get rid of smelly, and then the S in girls is, is gross. Uh, Give her a smelly S. Uh, Ca- Calvin Ball, which is a, a sport that they play, him and Hobbs play often. The only rule to Calvin Ball is that there is no reoccurring rule. So the game just changes constantly. It's pretty awesome. Another heavy reoccurring theme is the snowmen. Uh, I personally love the snowman because it's some of it's really dark. Yeah. Like uh, Calvin, his dad will go outside and like look in his face is like just utter shock as Calvin made two snowmen and the one is scooping snow out of another one's like lifeless body <laughs> and he's making snow cones with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny. I relate so heavily to Calvin. <laughs> as, as a kid, I was a fucking weirdo. And then really big. Uh, Recurring themes also is the wagon and the sled, and they're used in kind of the same way. Yeah. Where Calvin will be talking to Hobbes about some really deep life shit in a nine-panel Sunday strip as they're going down a hill, wagon or sled doesn't yeah. matter. But they're having this conversation, and like usually second to third or second or third to last panel, they're like flying off a cliff, <laughs> asking that final question. That happens pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's usually super entertaining. Eighteen books uh, in the end that were totally published. Wow. Of all the strips, with the exception of, uh, there's a strip from November 28th, 1985. I have it here pulled up on the computer to share with you guys. Uh, again, I won't kill the reader at home or the listener at home with that, um, but I did have it queued up for you guys. It's, uh, send, send, send the file and I'll put it in the chat. Okay. It's I'll kind it of page. obvious why it was omitted. <laughs> it's funny because November 28th, 1985, uh, the comic started November 18th, so it was probably you know in the second week, mm-hmm. third week. Um, but yeah, so hopefully you, the viewers will get to see that. Um, and that is pretty much the, the gist of what I have. Calvin and Hobbes to me, it's super important. I think we all feel a little bit like Calvin when you're reading it. Uh, if, if you grew up in the eighties, I don't know how kids could relate now if they can relate now. Cause, uh, the times are a lot different. The world is different. It'd be interesting. Cause I feel like kids lose that imagination much earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're kind of forced to not be kids anymore. They're kind of like grow up, you know what I mean? Right. And they and they get thrown grow right. Up. They go. They get thrown right into the world right away. Right. And and we're kids. Kids to, to that like for me growing up and being someone who was picked on, bullied, never feel like I fit in. Um, I didn't have so much to say a Hobbes, but I can definitely see how Calvin as a kid was like, man, like I don't understand the world, and he would just talk to himself and help himself deal with problems there's a lot of social commentary in the comic book mm-hmm. it's it's kind of tongue-in-cheek but it's definitely there Watterson projecting how he feels about the world in the mm. 80s it's it's in the comic strip it's important it's there a lot um did you ever read the fan ending no i don't want to 
I know kind of what happens. He's on his deathbed. Uh, actually, I, I was going to read it real quick here. <laughs> okay, go ahead. All right, so there's no art to it, so this is just what the panels would say. It says, Calvin, Calvin, sweetheart, in the darkness, Calvin heard the sound of his of Susie, his wife, fifteen year, uh, a wife of 15 years. Calvin struggled to open his eyes. God, he was so tired. It took so much strength. Slowly, light replaced the darkness, and, and soon vision followed. At the foot of his door, uh, at the foot of his bed, stood his wife. Calvin uh, wet his dry lips and spoke hoarsely, "Did you, did you find him?" "Yes, dear," Susie said, smiling sadly. "He was in the attic." Su- I'm getting chills reading it. It's so fucking. Uh. So Susie reached into her purse and brought out a soft old orange tiger doll. Calvin could not help but laugh. It had been so long, too long. I watched him for you, Susie said, her voice crackling a little as she laid the stuffed tiger next to her husband. Thank you, Susie, Calvin said. A few moments passed as Calvin laid on his hospital bed. His head turned from side to side, staring at the old toy with nostalgia. Dear Calvin, finally said, would you mind leaving me alone with Hobbs for our, our, our dear, dear Calvin said, would you mind leaving me alone with Hobbs for a while? I'd like to catch up with him. All right, Susie said, I'll get something to eat at the cafeteria. I'll be back soon. Susie kissed her husband on the forehead and turned to leave. Suddenly, but gentle uh, strength, Calvin stop, uh, stopped her, loving and pulled his wife in and gave her a passionate kiss on the lips. I love you, he said. I love you too, she said Susie. Susie turned and left. Calvin saw tears streaming from her face as she went out the door. Calvin then turned to his oldest dear friend and said, Hello, Hobbs. It's been a long time. It has an old pal. Hobbs was no longer a stuffed doll, but a big furry old tiger. Calvin's always remembered. Sure has, Calvin, said Hobbs. You haven't changed a bit, Calvin smiled. A lot has changed, Hobbs said, said sadly. Calvin laughed and said, Really? I haven't noticed at all. There was a long pause. The sound of the clock ticking uh, seconds rang through the sterile hospital room. So you're mar- you, you married Susie Durkins, Hob finally said, smiling. I knew you always liked her. Shut up, Calvin said, and his smile grew even bigger. Tell me everything I miss. I'd love to hear what you've been up to, Hob said excitedly. Calvin also told him he, ha- he knew how Susie and him fell in love in high school, and he had married her graduating college and had three kids and four grandkids, and, and how he turned into space, Spaceman Spiff once, uh, a spa- I'm sorry, how he turned Spaceman Spiff into one of the most popular sci-fi novels of the decade, and so on. He he also told Hobbes there was another uh, pregnant, paused, you know, visited the attic a bunch of times, Calvin said. I know. Um, I couldn't see you. Uh, 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 all I saw was a stuffed animal. Calvin's voice was breaking in tears and regretted welling up in his eyes. You grew old, buddy, said Hobbes. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I broke my promise. I promise I would not grow up. I promise we'd be together forever. Calvin broke down and sobbed, hugging his best friend. Hobbs stroked Calvin's hair, or a little what was left of it, and said, But you didn't. You know what you mean? We're always together, in our dreams. You were? You were? Hobbs. Yeah, old buddy? I'm so glad I got to see you one last time. Me too, Calvin. Me too. Sweetheart. Susie's voice came from outside the door. Yes, dear, Calvin replied. Can I come in, Susie asked. Just a minute. Calvin turned to face Hobbs one last time and said, Goodbye, Hobbs. Thank you for everything. No, thank you, Calvin, Hobbs said. Calvin turned back to the door and said, You can come in now. Susie came in and said, Look who's come to visit you. Calvin's, Calvin's children and grandchildren followed through the room. Susie into the, uh, They followed Susie into the room. The youngest grandchildren ran past them and hugged Calvin and had an exciting... Um, hug and said, "Grandpa!" Screamed and ch- the, screamed the children in delight. Francis, Cal- Francis cried. Calvin's daughter, "Be gentle with your grandfather." Calvin's um, daughter turned to her and said, "Dad, I'm sorry. 
uh, Francis never seemed to behave these days. He just runs around making a mess and coming up with strange stories. Calvin laughed and said, well, now, that just sounds like me when I was his age. Calvin and his family chatted some time until the nurse said, I'm sorry, but visiting hours are almost up. Calvin's beloved family said goodbye and promised a visit tomorrow. As they turned to leave, Calvin said, Francis, come here for a second. Francis came up to his grandfather's side and said, what is it, Gramps? Calvin reached over to the stuffed tiger on his bedside and held him out shakingly to his grandson, um, who looked exactly like he did so many years ago. This is Hobbs. He was my best friend when I was your age, and I want you to have him. He's a stuffed tiger, Francis said with his eyebrows raised. Calvin laughed and goes, let me tell you a secret. And Francis leaned closer to Calvin, and Calvin whispered, if you catch him in a tiger trap using a tuna fish sandwich as bait, he will turn into a real tiger. Francis gasped with delight and awe. Calvin continued, not only will he be your best friend forever, or not only that, but he will be your best friend forever. Wow, thanks, Grandpa, Francis said, hugging his grandpa tightly again. Francis, we need to go now, Calvin's daughter called. Okay, Francis shouted back. Take good care of him, Calvin said. I will, Francis said before running off with the rest of the family. Calvin laid on his back and stared at the ceiling. It was The time was getting so close. He can feel his soul. Calvin tried to remember a quote he read in a book once. It said something about death being the next great adventure or something like that. His eyelids grew heavy and his breaths began slowing. As he went deeper into his final sleep, he heard Hobbs, as he was right next to him in his bedside, said, "Take care, I'll take care of him, Calvin. Calvin took his next step forward, the adventure, and breath, um, and, and with his breath, he last grinned on his face. So the, the, it was a fan-ending story where Calvin got older and then gave his grandson his, his, his childhood best friend. I don't know. If I was going to write an ending to something I liked, I wouldn't kill my main character. <laughs> Yeah, but it was something that, Andy. that that was a fact. Only you. Yeah, hey, only how you, does Spider-Man Andy. end? He fucking dies. <laughs> but I, I and guess, he's old because he but, has cancer. But I guess that that childhood innocence left him, and it was just instead of being a a tough tiger, it was just a toy in his attic. You know. Well, how did how the real comic end? It just him and he never Calvin never aged, so he they just went on a sleigh riding adventure, and he pretty much just one of one they, of those. Like he oh, said, okay. They went down the hill one last time, and Hobbs said, "What are we gonna do?" Uh, I feel like such a fool because I'm forgetting the quote. It's something like we're going to go on one. We'll always be on adventures or something like yeah, that together. That, yeah, like we'll be fact. friends forever. Hmm. Yeah, that's much better ending. Yeah, I don't like well, that. That was a, that was a fan ending. Fuck that fan. Get call him up. <laughs> I I like it because it's it's one of those things where as I, I don't have children, but may our grandchildren obviously. Oh but, my god! But kind of passing that. Nostalgia of your youth to someone else can be so pivotal. I don't like when the main person dies. I don't, yeah. I don't like that at all. Well, nobody <laughs> fucking does, Andy. But <laughs> but it happens. happens. the universe. Yeah, you don't make it sad. It's sad, but it's it's a. I thought it was a very satisfying satisfying fan ending. Who gives a shit about Francis? <laughs> where's, where, where's Francis's comic? Um, and it'll it'll and, never happen. <laughs> Uh, depicted in the in the last comic, oh. Calvin and Hobbes outside in freshly fallen snow, reveling in the wonder and excitement of the winter scene. It's a magical world, Hobbes, old buddy. Let's go exploring. Yeah, see, that's a nice. That's, that's yeah. how it ends. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. Keep yeah. going. Um, is he still alive, Morrison? Yeah, yes. that's a good question. Yeah. Yep. How still old is alive. he now? Uh, well, when was he born? born? 58. 58. Yeah, oh, I'll see. Nice. 68, 68, 78, 88, 98. Do the Howard math. 18. <laughs> He's got to so be he's 62. He's, 60. he's, he's, oh, so he's, not, he's not too old. He's retirement and, age. Wow. He, and he, he still said he'll never come back to it. Wow. What, what did he wow. do after he was done? Uh, he does watercolors and stuff. Oh, okay. So um, he, he didn't just do nothing. 
No, well, I mean, no one knows. No, yeah. like, no one. Wow, he's dude's very, super secretive. How about that? That's weird, ain't it? He's kind of like Bob Ross's son. He actually took up some painting, and then, like, when his dad died, he was like, he really hated the, the agent or the lady that actually was taking all of his, like, uh, all of his stuff, Bob mm-hmm. Ross's stuff, and, like, really cashing in on it, and, like, he was just really, like, distraught about it. Yeah, um, he did use a lot of his local town that he lived in, like when Calvin's like a monster ripping through the town mm-hmm. and tearing buildings up. It was actually a sketch of his. I got something for that. Yeah, really. Oh. I'm, I'm going to touch on that in one second. Uh, there was this quote that I saw and while I have it up. Uh, it's from Bill Watterson. It's surprising how hard we'll work when the work is done for just ourselves. <clears throat> That's Bill Watterson, 1990, mm-hmm. speaking to uh, his alma mater graduating uh the, I can, the, the I can relate. <laughs> it's funny. As someone who fucking does for it. He, like, he had said that the whole time he was doing it for himself and he wasn't doing yeah. it for anyone else. Huh? And some people argue that, that he was probably doing it for the fans a little bit, but yeah. obviously not to the fullest extent because... He didn't give you, you what you wanted as yeah, merchandise. right. Because all of his fans wanted it. Um, he did donate all of his comics when he was oh, done yeah. to uh, to, the, to a I, I, something in Ohio. Like there, it's, a, it's a cartoon... Museum. Okay. He donated all the work. Wow. Even his originals. Yes. Wow. All the originals. He yeah. kept all the originals the whole time he did this, the strip, and then he donated them all there. So you can go, and it's like a, the situation's kind of weird because you can't, obviously, you can't take them home. Yeah. So you sit down at a table, you request what ones you want, you put on white gloves, and they'll bring them out to you, and oh, you can hold how about them. that? Yeah. Oh, wow. I would yeah. love to go. I'd be sheets, so afraid so. of it. Well, that's what the, the guy was like, oh, my God. Yeah. They're all in, like, plastic. Oh, okay. Then they have protection. So I have here, this is what Tony was just talking about. On the back of the first book, this is, uh, a lot of people believed <laughs> it was his, his hometown of Chagrin Falls. Yeah. Um, now where we're at in the world with drones and all that, this is pretty funny. So here's a picture right there, of yeah. Chagrin Falls. How about that? This would be, you can kind of see it, but there would be a, the, the bell tower that's right here. would be right here looking out at the bandstand, which is also right there. Calvin is actually eating the very infamous popcorn stand. It's a candy stand, which hmm. is right here. But there, you can see the tower in that picture. There. Yeah, I know it's hard. And again, that, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, for, yeah, for if you're just listening. But it, 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 the town that he drew in the back of it does look like that. Yeah, yeah. and a that's lot of really people, neat. a lot of people would when they say like, "Oh, Calvin went on adventures, and it was all woodland and snow." Chagrin Falls it, is it, very much. Yeah, it was 100. percent Wow. Yeah. Now I did read that his parents, his parents were big fans of the strip, and they said that Bill was nothing like Calvin at all. No, yeah. wow. they were almost polar opposites. Yeah, he mm. actually lived vicariously through Calvin. If Pretty meant, much, yeah. yes. So well, how did the, the bill feel when the Calvin pissing on racing numbers thing came out? <laughs> uh, I had a beautiful quote for that, too. Because uh, that was so big. And there was hate, Calvin pissing on everything. I, I believe he hated it at first, but then he did say something like, you know, if, if my if my legacy is Calvin peeing on something, then I'm glad people still remember the character or something yeah. similar to that. Shit. I was almost going to ask about that then, too. Yeah. I, I had a shirt that it was Calvin flushing himself down the toilet. I mean, I'm sure it was made bootleg, but I never had one. No, 100%. It, it had bootleg. to have been bootleg. There, I mean, you can go on Amazon right now and buy a stuffed Hobbs toy. Yeah. I, I don't know how it's being sold on Amazon, but you can buy it. Oh. Like they will, they will sell you a stuffed Hobbs toy. Hmm. Man. And then there's a. They com- probably if they, uh, there's a compilation book for ninety bucks. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a leather brown. Oh, I don't know if it's leather, like, but like it's it's a, a brown yeah. it's a brown thing, and it has like four or five volumes in it, and it's all every comic. It's, it's library bound. It's very nice. Yeah. Wow. 
I, I, I won't actually get it. Okay. Actually, that's it right there. Oh, gee, that's huge. Oh, yeah. it looks like there. Uh, there's four books, and they have that. What would that? What's the book? Like a slip. It? Yeah, slip. Yeah, slipcase. Yeah. Slipcase. They're nice. I have like two for Comic Con buses, but yeah, it. They're just fucking amazing, amazing, amazing work. Um, yeah. Is anyone else at the table? Were you guys ever Calvin House fans? I I actually grabbed quite a few of the books. I, I had I have them in storage somewhere, but I always really liked the art of Calvin and Hobbes, especially when he always used to go on his like imagine like on his imaginary like adventures. One, one which, more here, if you want Which especially makes it like that much cooler how how uh, how much of an artist really Bill Watterson really was. Like he went from simple to complex, yep. like thick lines, thin lines. Like a lot of the stuff really popped out, and that's I think that's what I really liked about it. I mean, as a kid, like I didn't get really like like the dark humor of it up until now. But point being, no, it's actually really cool just like to this see one that. Here, this one here is literally it's God. <laughs> and he's talking about the universe and everything that's going on. And then his parents are in the next room like, what the fuck is he doing in there? And he's just Calvin ca- playing with his toys. That's a big... Uh, <laughs> he, he won an award big for strip. how accurate they believe his drawings were of dinosaurs. Like, really? For what they believe dinosaurs were. Yeah, oh, he wow. won an award for... Oh, wow. That was the other thing. He also never showed up to any of those awards. Never. He won wow. tons, dozens. He's like Howard Stern. He literally is. He's, yeah. Except he's almost to the level of Chick Tracks, where, but people knew that who he was yeah. and what he looked like. But he didn't He didn't do interviews. Hmm. To this day, he still won't do an interview. That's weird. His family won't really do interviews. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he was just he was just so... just in. It was his thing, and he didn't want anyone else to touch it or be involved in it. Um there was another cool thing too when you're a kid and you're 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 at the dinner table and you're stuck and you don't want to fucking get up and your parents are like you're not moving until you eat your food. He would in his imagination have fights with food monsters. Where he'd, poke, <laughs> he'd poke the food and it would turn into a giant monster and it'd be like a five page re, uh, comic of him fighting the food and his parents are just yelling at him and in his mind he's just holding a fork of mashed potatoes and in his mind it's this giant fucking monster taking up the whole room. Um, didn't he have? He thought of his teachers as monsters, and sometimes they were and aliens. Yeah, aliens, that was yeah. a lot of the spaceman spiff stuff. Was uh, him going to school and well, dealing is, with this is actually, This is actually a real popular one where they use a lot of these faces, and it was just like that's our son. Picture remind us some more. Uh, you know, this them looking through photos of Calvin and him just never taking life seriously. I want to share with you guys my two absolute favorites. Sure. Um, the first oh, one oh. is drawn in our super realistic, like think. Uh, again, I'm kind of catering to the the listeners. Think Prince Valiant okay, or yeah. like uh, the Phantom. Hyper- comic booky, yeah. yes. So, not cartoony. <laughs> Look at that. The, the top panel is a woman. She says, "Darling, I'm home, and I brought a surprise." And the second panel is a man going, "Let's hope it's a divorce." <laughs> <laughs> and that's a nine year. That's a six year old kid. Oh, that's awesome. She goes, "Darling, I stopped at the hospital on the way home from work. Don't call me darling, okay?" He's lighting up a pipe. <laughs> Very gritty looking I, he is. I brought home our new baby. A baby? I don't want a baby. <laughs> and she's hold, in the next panel, she's holding a little bunny. What shall we name him? Our baby's a rabbit? How could we have a rabbit? He's not a rabbit. He's a little boy. We'll call him Jeffrey, okay? He looks like a rabbit to me. Well, it's just to pretend he's a baby. No, this is idiotic. I refuse. And then in the last panel, it's actually Calvin and Susie. <laughs> 
Playing house makes me sick. I'm leaving. I don't see why you'll pretend we're your dumb old tiger, but now a Mr. Bun. <laughs> Mr. Bun. Oh, actually, let me take a look Mr. at Bun. that. Mr. Bun. I let love get, the... Let me, get, let me get a picture. I actually found my, my comic here. I love the darling I'm home, and I brought a surprise. Let's hope it's a divorce. <laughs> That's awesome. Let's hope it's a divorce. <laughs> so I, I found the one I was talking about. Here's the successful Mr. Jones as he leaves his five-acre home in a wealthy <laughs> suburb, and here is his new Mercedes in the driveway. There's, uh, it's anyone's guess as how much longer Mr. Jones can meet his monthly finance charges. Here comes Jones out of his uh, attractive suburban home as he hops in his red sports car. Off he goes, 80, 90, 100 miles an hour. <laughs> the whole time Calvin's on the sofa, yeah. by the way. Along the edge of the Grand Canyon. Suddenly, steering locks, brakes fail, his career's over. The edge, oh no, down he goes. His only hope was to climb out the sunroof and jump. Maybe, just maybe, he can grab a branch and save himself. <laughs> as he unwinds the sunroof, can he make it? No! The car explodes in midair, propelling millions of tiny stars into the stratosphere. Kablooey! And it's just him sitting in the cars, laying on the floor. His, his neighbors hear the boom echoes across the canyon as they pile into the minivan to investigate what will happen to them. It's awesome. It just, I, awesome. I always love that one. That's one of my favorites. Yes, I, I I'm very super familiar with it. Oh my God. Another one of my favorites is called Christmas oh, Eve. It's oh, a dang. Sunday strip. It's one panel. Uh, my birthday is Christmas Eve, so this one means even more to me. It's super special. Uh, and I'll read it quickly. <laughs> Christmas Eve. On window panes, the icy frost leaves feathered patterns crisp and crossed. But in our house, the Christmas tree is decorated festively with tiny dots of colored light that cozy up this winter night. Christmas songs, familiar slow, play softly on the radio. Pops and hisses from the fire, whistle with the bells and choir. My tiger is now fast asleep on his back and dreaming deep. When the fire makes him hot, he turns to warm whatever's not. Propped against him on the rug, I give my friend a gentle hug. Tomorrow's what I'm waiting for, but I can wait a little more. Oh, that's wholesome. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, from just, dark to wholesome and nothing flat. Yeah, absolutely. Gotta love, gotta love that. That's kind of how it went. There's a. I just saw another one too that Tony had open up there. That in the beginning of this book, there's called a, it's called a noxious nocturne, and it wasn't in the strip. It's a poem that he illustrated, and it's about a child being afraid to go to sleep at night for whatever monster mm -hmm. might get him. The poem is so dark. It's it's hilarious, but it's 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 very dark. And he actually um, wrote a song in a panel. That some Yukon Ho. Yukon Ho, that yeah. some bands actually play and perform. Hmm. Um, and then um, what are some of the comics from the, um, that are actually inspired heavily by Calvin? Um, where the guy gets a lot of shit, they're like, oh, you're just a Calvin and Hobbes ripoff. Yeah, uh, well, it's because it looks just like Calvin. And, he, and the artist is like, yeah, 100%. The guy's my fucking hero. Like, of course I'm going to emulate my hero. Like, that's yeah. what I, uh, you know... Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Yeah, there's such good books. Like if you're not a Calvin Hobbes fan, definitely check it out. One of the in the in the documentary, um, dear Mister Watson, you can actually watch it for free on Vudu. Um, it just it'll play some commercials here or there, but you can watch it on there. And I forget the other. Are you talking about where to watch, dear Mister Watson? Yes, I just watched it on Prime. It's on Prime as well? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, if you don't have Prime though, it is free on Vudu. You could download the Vudu app and uh, also on. There's another free app that you can watch it on, too. Um, shout out to Jack from Murder My Dude, because he heard we were doing this topic. He actually sent me some stuff. Um, sorry, I'm just going to find it real quick here. There are There's a special kind of child that 
I, I think reading super important. I met Calvin and Hobbes at the Scholastic Book Fair. Yes. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's, oh, yeah. that's, that's where exactly, I met yeah. these guys. My cousins, I have a cousin that's one year older than me, and his little brother is two years younger than me. Um, they were very much into it, too, and we're all so close in age. It was really important to all of us. Um, there's a certain type of child. I, again, I think reading is important. There's a certain type of child that might not like to read. Yeah. And so you have to find something that child might read. I think the Calvin and Hobbes like I don't know eight times out of ten is going to be that ace in the hole that that demographic of child that doesn't want to read but yeah. should read it might just be the material that will get them interested mm-hmm. in something because mm-hmm. this is a, this is the type of uh, Calvin is a type of kid that he don't like reading that a lot of us could relate to or say that we were kind of maybe that kid at one point in right. time and dealing with bullies and that girl that you may have liked, but you pulled her hair and treated her like shit. Right. And and maybe you didn't have a stuffed tiger, but like for me, I didn't have a stuffed toy because I was so immersed with Ninja Turtles and video games and and pro wrestling. I didn't have that imaginary toy that I you know I mean our friend. Um, but I can definitely relate to what he did with Hobbs. You know, um, so when you feel like you're alone, sometimes like you just turn to that toy. And I think a lot of kids can relate to Calvin. I think he's a, a very relatable character. And in the documentary, they said. If you, you, you can go into comic books or comic strips right now, and there's not another influential character since Calvin and Hobbes. For real, yeah. I would say there it, has to be something. Nate, it, Dilbert, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm not a big Sunday kind of I would of say fan, Calvin's but, bigger than I Dilbert. mean, that's really putting yeah. it over. I mean, to say there's not been one since. Come on, it's 95. That's, what, 25 years? As a Sunday strip? I'm sure there's something. I don't know. It's, it'd be very hard to think of that one. I, I think it's hard to be a household name because no one reads the paper anymore. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. It, it kind of becomes I think irrelevant. Dilbert might be your last of a dying breed as well. Yeah, I'm sure there's probably something. Um, what, about, what about Mutz? Anyone ever read but Mutz? I like Mutz. For, Mutz has been out for a long time, though. Yeah. Mutz has been out for a while. Mutz oh. was part of this Calvin and Hobbes thing. They were in the 90s, Mutz. Mm-hmm. That, was, that, was a, that was a heavy-hitting time of Sunday strips. Yeah. They really, really, they really roll hard. And you know what I used to read when the the, the, pit, the paper the being study hall. <laughs> like, I'll read the comic section. That's probably <laughs> yeah. I mean, as, as I was a kid who his parent. I first of all, I couldn't find a comic book stri- stand near me to buy weekly issues of a yeah. comic book. Um, and and the Sunday comics to me didn't matter if I didn't know what happened the week before. I could read it at that point in time and still get something out of it. Yeah, because they were very clever writing where it wasn't a continuing. It was a continuing story, but you can pick it up most, at any point in time. Most were just kind of like Seinfeld, where they just existed in that. Yeah, like uh, Phantom. And then you, but like, who the hell is going to remember week to week when? Yeah, I, you know, Same, right? I mean, shows like Cheers and shows like The Office and shows like Friends, where you can just watch it per, per episode and just take it for what it is for that thirty minutes. Yeah. If you do read, if you did read it from the beginning, obviously you're going to have a different take on it. But it's something that you don't need to watch. And I think that that style of TV doesn't really exist anymore. Right. It, there's continuity. We're all to binge watching. Yeah, it, it's 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 a different. I don't know. It's it's really cool. I'm a huge huge fan of it. Different dynamic with sh- t- television shows in general. Really, yeah. Absolutely. People want to people want to see the shit right off the bat, and um, they the, want to be waiting every day. The other the other place that you can find Dear Mister Watson is on Tubi. It's a free app that you can well, download and watch some some channels. Um, what, what it'll do though is it will put the card in. Yeah, I, I love cool. it. Actually, when I went to meet Haley Stokes and she went to give me my commission drawing that I got from her, she she was at the Orgsburg Library and they had they're like, oh, we're selling books, 
and I went over and I found like a stack of like three or four Calvin Haas books and I paid a dollar each for them. Mm. Wow, yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'm awesome. taking these. I'm taking these. So that's where I got some of this collection. But this book right right here with no cover, it's completely just it, – there's coffee stains on it. They're just all this gook. The pages are fucking destroyed. The cover's ripped off it. This is the 10th anniversary book. So your parents send you to the Scholastics and they give you a couple bucks and you can leave with a book. In 1995 or 96, I went to the Scholastics thing and I got this book. And this has been a book that literally has – has went with me through a house fire has went through me went through like three or four house moves you know when i moved out of my house and moved here and lived here this book just always came with me so this is something i've had since probably 95 96 that i just won't ever i I would never there's not many things that i've had since my childhood that still stay with me and this book is definitely one of them when you actually look at the pages, though, where the comics are, it's great shape. Just the front two fucking yeah, pages just, uh, the destroyed. Cover, yeah. yeah, just fucking destroyed. You know, when I hear something like that, it's very sentimental. And it's just like, with me, I just kept all my shit. Yeah. Like, I, realistically. I lost like, a lot of my shit in a fire. But I'm just, sa- yeah. but I'm just saying, though, like, I'm like, man, like, still have my shit, but nothing, like, yeah, dramatic. I mean, I don't wish that to be terrible, you know. In the worst way, but look, look at this one. Oh yeah, where he's chewing gum. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> awesome. Now, in 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 realistic times, he's probably had just a little bit of gum over his lips, yeah. but in his mind, his whole head was taken up by the piece of gum. Like it's just it's just so much like people are like I don't understand this, yeah. but like go and, into the mind of a child. Yeah, and he, ri- to, he writes and draws. I don't know if all violent people did for yeah, that. Yeah, 100% is him. The drawing and the ev- yeah. the inking, the drawing, everything is I'm sure there was 100%. comics where the guy only wrote or only drew. You know. Yeah, the whole Calvin... I believe the entire process of Calvin Hobbes, coloring, drawing, the whole thing was completely Bill. I don't think he let many people in. No, he didn't let anybody in. It was 100% him the whole time. This book, uh, I just want to say, I don't own this one. Uh, the This is Tony's 10th anniversary book. I had no idea, but there's, it is an actual commentary of pretty much everything we discussed, but oh, in Bill wow. Watterson's words. Hmm. Yeah. So that would be, I mean, I'd be super excited to read that. That book you can get on Amazon right now, I believe, for $14. Nice. I think it still blows my mind then, too, especially when he actually gave the commentary then, too, after, like, with these collection books, like, especially with a collection book like this. Yeah. Um, like my whole thing is like I know he he just only strictly went with just these books and I get I take it that he was he still continued to work with that he Universal. worked with the education department a little bit okay um in doing educational books as well yeah like those are like those are holy grails because oh, they weren't really produced yeah but outside of that no you're right that's that's kind of all there is the books I think what I'm really trying to get at is like with with the market like the marketing overall like no stuffed toys no like yeah, no toys cool. and all that but he still continued to actually have these books published you know i mean people want to read the read the comic strips you know what i mean and 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 like you said he's just more of like that purist that you don't really get to see anymore i respect him so would you own that out of respect for bill uh maybe not that one i've seen better ones to be honest so this one here (laughs) is called the uh add a toy uh plush tiger toy Tall striped sitting stuffed tiger. So pretty much they don't say it's Calvin, and that's how they get away with it. Or Hobbs. Or Hobbs. Sorry, yeah, it's, it's it does sit up, which is interesting. Hobbs is always sitting up. Yep. So yeah. it's it's a it's a Hobbs toy for twenty two bucks. I mean, I like it, but I think I've seen others that look more like Hobbs. 
And that's kind of weird because it's a cartoon, but... Yeah. Awesome topic. Yeah. Loved it. Um, what, I think what we're going to do here is we're going we're gonna to end the episode, um, and then we're going to film again the snacks. So we're going to do it in completely its own thing, and then we'll upload that to yeah. Facebook. Yeah. Sounds good? Separate video. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to end Thank out you. here. Um, that, that's the topic. Next week will be Howard Stern. Um, you will not see hey Mark or, 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 or Steve next week. Regretfully. Um, and then they will be back in two weeks. Yeah. And then that week will be Andy doing oh, Lady Death. Do oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Does that sound good? Yeah, that's fine. So two weeks? Yeah. Cool. Um, I'll have to sharpen up on my Howard Stern. Oh, I thought, who's, you, who's I thought you didn't know topic? anything. Um, no, I kind of know very Matt, little. Yeah, Matt, yeah. Very little. I think, I think we're all going to dive into it because I think that's something that we're me, Matt, and maybe even uh, – Jason may join us, um, but that's a topic that I just, I mean, I've been listening to Howard Stern since I'm fucking 11 years old. Yeah. I've been just obsessed with Howard Stern. Um, is there ever a topic that you want to dive into? <coughs> eh, I'm tossing things around in the head. Yeah? I'll get there. Awesome. I'm pumped, man. I love, I love, when you said that you were doing Bill Wall, so here's the thing, as a huge Calvin Haas man, I, I, not like a huge, but like, this has been Calvin Haas my whole life. Mm -hmm. I didn't know other books existed. Like, right. um, and I never knew, like, look, at that's what I've always seen. Like, right. I didn't really, I never readily read the whole thing. I would just read through, I would just open it, see a strip, and read it. Right. Um, so when you're like, oh, it's Bill Watterson, I was like, the guy who sings Use Me Up? Like, uh, Bill Waters? Um, uh, <laughs> Bill Withers. <laughs> Bill Withers, yeah. Um, but I never really dove into the what Bill Watterson was about or who he was. So it was really cool to, like, watch that documentary and learn more and how answer those questions of why when I was a kid I couldn't have a Calvin toy. And, right. So I wonder um, what if you had a piece of original art, what that would be worth then? Like that, a commission. Tens of thousands, yeah. they, they estimate. There's not many out there. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, tens yeah. of thousands. Like if he drew I, one I for, like, let's say, his neighborhood friend or something. There was you know? one library that has a piece of original art, and I think that's one of the only ones around, besides the ones he all donated back to yeah. the library, which no one's allowed to resell or make money off of. What a crazy guy. Right. I, that's, I mean... It's hard to say. Like, I love this podcast, and I do it because I get to hang out with friends and learn and, and put content out. Um, but, to, like, if someone just walks up to you and says, I will give you X amount of dollars to own the rights to what you created, I can see where he's coming from. Because, like, I've been poor before. <laughs> but do I want to sell my integrity? So I, it's, I about, it's about integrity. Yeah. It, 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 and there's not many people that would do that. They would completely sell away all their rights to just make a buck. Sure. And then that company turns and takes your idea and makes billions, and then you're sitting here as a poor guy who just started something, and then its end product is no longer what you love. Like Angry Birds, well, let's, you know what I mean? Like we, you can't pretend the guy didn't have money though. He's on. He renegotiated his contract twice. So no, he got paid. I, I looked up he his was net doing worth. All right. His net worth is in the hundreds of millions. Yeah, so. he's not a billionaire though. You he know? could have been more, right? But I think he he he's stayed, well off. He. I'm, he's taken care of. He doesn't have to get a he's well off. Yeah. job. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I he ain't think, working at Walmart pushing yeah. carts. He no. negotiated his contract and made his money, but he made sure that his money stayed to him and his family and not to other people. Right. It seemed like it was more of like an honest, an honest take of like what yeah. his creation was. Yeah, because he. I think that's what people. I well, at least just talking about it overall. It, that's probably the best way to go. We, we about live. It. We live in a society now where somebody creates something and their their whole idea. They're looking is, to sell it. Is this look? Is to sell it? Right. Like I put all this creative effort into something and I want to sell it and make a quick buck. 
but he could have stayed on as a executive producer and stuff like that. It's not like he, he that it was either sell it or and then never touch it again. The yeah. guy at the syndicate had even said that there was a point where they were discussing like let's fire him and continue the strip. <laughs> oh wow. Because he was so unwilling to co- to yeah. compromise. With I don't them. think the fans would have stayed. And he, they said flat out, like eventually they sat down. And they're like, it ain't gonna do anything without him. Like we yeah. can't, yeah, we can't totally recreate this, yeah. right? Yeah, we can't. We could try to recreate it, and it might work, but yeah, chances are it's not going to. Five show. guys doing it, then yeah. maybe be right. maybe. Do you think? Do you think there there will be a day where maybe he passes away and it goes to his family and his and like somebody in his family like okay. You can make a movie, or do you, think this point, do you think they'll stay true to his dad? Uh, well, it depends what the now when the, the family's kids. sitting on a hundred million dollars, yeah. they don't need it. Yeah, I mean, not at this point. I, I think that I don't know. A, a part of me, listen, a hundred percent of me respects his decision, and I love that he did it. But then there's a part of me of like, man, it would be awesome if it was a movie. But then all of a then you look back and you're like, man, Garfield was in two movies and they were dog shit. So much of Garfield is dog shit. But the Garfield yeah. cartoon was great. The '80s cartoon was great. Yeah, the yeah. Christmas special, fantastic. Have you watched Garfield now? No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know there was one now. You don't exactly because <laughs> it's not. It's not truly to what Garfield. How about was. the Bill Murray movie? Yeah, that wasn't good. awful. Yeah, yeah, that and they made two of those. Alvin and Chipmunks. Does like, no? Does does and the I peanuts even matter? With. Like, let's all be honest with each other. Does the peanuts even mean anything to anyone at this table outside of the Christmas special? Yeah, probably yeah. not. My mom and, likes and the it, Great Pumpkin. My mom did. Okay, mom I'll give I'll give you Great Pumpkin. I'll give you Great Pumpkin. But outside of that, yeah, there, you think so? Absolutely. How many people do you think look at peanuts and say, "I remember this comic strip"? No, they probably yeah, can they you probably pi- say can very very few. Can you yeah. pick out your favorite peanut comic strip? And the, nine times out of ten, it's no. You remember it more of its animation. I, would that be? As, I would 100 percent agree. Yeah, with that. I, I yeah. agree. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. I no, mean, like brought, just, yeah. it's a decision. Yeah, it's my book. Which just with, just one? with different the, the first collection. It's it's this book and uh, something under the bed is drooling combined. <laughs> something under the bed is drooling. Oh, yours is in great shape. Thank you. I want to go and try to buy, find them he all. He keeps it in the vault. I do actually on the back oh, of my Calvin, toilet. There's Calvin Ball. <laughs> I just I can't even not laugh. It's so great. Yeah, that's where he's talking about the monsters under his bed. That's probably something under the bed is drooling. Yep. So many good stuff, man. Like here's one where it's, it's just a frog the whole time, and then you, it's Calvin did stop fucking around with your milk and drink it, and it's just him with his, his cheeks full of milk. Um, there's there's Space Cadet. Spaceman stuff. Space, yeah. That was oh, your oatmeal. And he comes across this giant, this green goop, and then the green goop starts attacking him, and it's him playing with his food in the cafeteria. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why, I, that's what you really like about that. Yeah. Like, just really spinning it out of control, and then. Yeah. So simple. All right, this was a longer one. Yeah. Two hours again. I mean, not really. That's pretty much where we average. Yeah. All right, Fuck it. we'll guys see good. you next week. Here's some look alive. Go check oh, out. Yeah. Go check out our snacks over on Facebook.